beautiful people and welcome to the Texas State Fair here in beautiful Dallas. This Feel Good Friday starts right now. Football's happening all weekend, and football is the talk of the town. And I will say this. These people uh -huh. are standing on asphalt in about 120-degree weather <laughs> to come hang out with us. And we can't thank them enough for doing as such. Obviously, the Bears get a massive win over the Commanders last night. Oh. Obviously, there's an entire NFL... Fight? I thought they were gonna do it again. Yep. There's a yep. there's we a big stop right there. Uh -huh. I know that okay. one. Okay, so anyways, it'll be a mixed crowd tomorrow here. We've got a lot to <laughs> chat about. We are in the middle of the Texas State Fair. All these people that are standing behind us and walking and milling around behind me here had to pay to be in here. So massive appreciation and thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. To everybody stopping by. They're drinking beers already. Yes, I think with this sun, it's going to be a long day. The boys are here of the Toxic Table at Ty Schmidt and at Boston. Connor looking fantastic today, Con Man. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, I figured, you know, the Bears, who knows what's going to happen. So I'm going to wear the bear now, honor them for the fantastic performance they put on last night. And then next week, we're right back at it. Bears will probably have the number one overall pick again. Ty Schmidt, NFC North, you guys a little bit worried about the Chicago Bears getting hot? They go into the commander's house, the place that has the poop pipes bursting. Yep. Magic Johnson is in there. PFT Commander's in there with a tattoo on the line, <laughs> and they just dog walk the commanders. Are you worried in the NFC North about a new king potentially? No, I don't think so. I mean, we said last night, as soon as that news that Dick Buckus yep. had passed away came out, foxhole mentality, I mean, we, we should have known, hey, no matter what was said before this game, the Bears are going to absolutely destroy the commanders, and uh, and they did, but we'll see if they can do that next week. I'm, I'm not, you know, going to put all my chips in the, the, the pot of, hey, the, the Bears are the best team in the NFC North now. Let's slow our roll a little bit on that one. Well, one half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here looking spectacular. Thank it felt you. like the whole world was on the commanders last night, including our set. Big day for the books to get a big Chicago Bears win. First time in 15 tries. They get a dub walking off the field. To say the least, at least 75% of the money was on the uh, commanders last night. And, and for good reason. I mean, the Bears have been absolutely terrible, but they came out, they fought, they actually ran Justin Fields a little bit. Justin Fields threw it to DJ Moore a ton, which he is a perfect passer rating throwing to. So they had, hey, and it was a death game. You can mm -hmm. never bet it against death. And speaking of a death game, and obviously the NFL lost an incredible legend, also joining us here is a man who's the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. What? A man who's a college football national champion. What? A Super Bowl champion. What? The president of Ohio. What? Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. AJ, I was going to lead the show with the rest in peace to Dick Buckus, but since you were a linebacker, especially in the NFC North, who grew up watching Dick Buckus and learning and studying Dick Buckus, mm -hmm. the NFL lost a great one, AJ. Honestly, a man who loved football through and through and represented our great sport. Yeah, they did. There was a, a great clip of Dick Buckus, I believe, when they were unveiling his statue at Illinois, and he said, I just enjoyed knocking the hell out of people. <laughs> yep. And that's what, that's what he was saying just a couple years ago. So, yeah, lost a great man, great linebacker that was very physical, and I think set the tone kind of for all the linebackers that came after him. Michael Lombardi will be joining us in about 17 minutes from his house in Atlantic, uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. He had a tweet that said, pre-snap, Dick Buckus was a ballerina. 
post-snap, he was a bull or something like that. The guy had it all. He was able to knock faces off, and he represented our sport well. We appreciate Hey, job well done, yeah. Dick. Yeah. Rest in Dick. peace. Rest in peace, Dick. Rest you, in Dick. peace, and thank you for your service to football and to the NFL. And did you think that the Chicago Bears were going to rally behind that? Because, honestly, they cut Chase – trade Chase trade, Claypool yeah. to the Miami Dolphins this morning. Congrats to both parties kind of moving on, yeah. both Chase and the Chicago Bears. But did we think that this Chicago Bears team – was a team that was able to get motivated to rally. I didn't think so. But then once we watch how spirited they were, how they were playing, how DJ Moore was seemingly catching everything, Justin Fields was dropping a ball in the bucket, Justin Fields was running people over, mm. shout out to Getzey finally running Justin uh-huh. Fields. It did feel like they were playing for something bigger than themselves and a legend passing away. Yeah, it did, but also it seemed eerily similar to last week when all of a sudden the Commanders are starting to make a comeback. That's why I give the Brown or the Bears credit because they were able to hang on and find a way, get that great final touchdown to DJ Moore, the ball that almost was a pick six too. Very scary if you were a Bears fan on that play, but give them credit for winning, finally getting on the board. I think my favorite part of the whole thing is at halftime, the Commanders are down 27-3 at home. Ooh. On prime time, sold out building three straight times. Magic Johnson, new owner for the Commanders, came out and said, you know, our fans are re-energized, revitalized. We've sold this place out three times. They're yep. excited. The last two games, Bills at home, boat race. Ooh. Bears come into town 27-3 at halftime, boat race. And then coming out of half, Kaylee Hartung, sideline reporter for Amazon and also a part of NBC News, I do believe, she had a conversation with Ron Rivera about, hey, Ron, what, what did you ask the boys? This is what Ron Rivera had to say coming out of half about what happened at halftime. I let them talk to each other. Okay? The guys that got to do it, the guys going to go out on the field. So those kids, uh, they talked about it. And what did they say? They talked about doing it for each other, more so than anything else. This guy's checked out. Come on. <laughs> yeah. is he not, I mean, is he, the only thing coaches are really, I mean, there's a lot of hats, speaking of. Hell yeah. This one's pretty sick. It's a good ring. Good, good hat. hat. Uh-huh. It's pretty Makes me feel real professional. Oh, feel yeah. like Tone Diggs a little bit. Ooh. But the coaches wear a lot of hats. You gotta put the schedule together. You gotta deal with everything going on there. You don't really coach as much. But like halftime, when your team is getting buzzsawed 27 to 3, that's one of those moments where coaches come out and say, hey, we gotta remember this. We gotta focus on this. Each play, each drive. There's not gonna be a 24 point play that we'll be able to have. We just gotta do one step at a time. And Ron Rivera goes in there 27 3 and goes, I ain't got shit to say. That's not the boys. <laughs> yeah. That's not the boys talk. I'm very worried that Ron Rivera has lost his fastball completely uh, as a head coach. And with the new ownership in town, with how it rolled last night, I think all eyes are on Ron Rivera. And I hate it because the guy played. Yeah, of right. course. The guy's coached. Mm-hmm. He's beloved. Yep. We've appreciated him. But it feels like he's checked out. I can't be the only one that's thinking that. No, and we love Riverboat Ron. Like, his aggressiveness, love what he's all about. How many times are they going to cut the camera to him on the sideline looking like a complete clueless dipshit, though? Because I'm not kidding. Every single time <laughs> he came on the screen, I believe he has the tinted glasses that go to tints when you're in the sun. Yeah, and the then transition they go to, lenses. Yeah, the transition very, very lenses. Cool. There it is. And yeah. it didn't seem like he had anything to say. And sometimes if they're you know looking on the field and you know they're waiting to hear a call sure that's fine but there wasn't a point where they cut to the sideline he's talking to the team or at least making some adjustments I I believe Michael Lombardi also said we are watching coach malpractice live here talking about Riverboat Ron well and what they were doing on defense with Jack Del Rio there's never an adjustment to DJ Moore doing his thing he goes for over 200 yards 230 yards three tuds Let's not just continue to harp on how good the Bears are and how bad the Commanders are. Howell threw for 388 yards. Yeah. 
He threw for 388 yards, and they still just get absolutely slaughtered. Defense got to get it figured out. Whole team's got to get it figured out. The commanders are becoming a laughing stock again. They are giving up a ton of points, but he's not having Riverboat run anymore. So it's 27-3, and then it's 27-11 or whatever, and then they get down, and it's fourth and two on, like, the 11 or 10 or something like kick that. The field. And they're moving the ball. And yeah, and they kick the field goal, bluebirds from everywhere. He, he's... He might be checked out. He's not even Riverboat anymore. I'm worried about that. And, and Magic came out, and you know how Magic, he's great on X, he's great on Twitter. He put out a tweet that they, they were playing with no passion. He did not sound happy. I don't know how long Riverboat's going to be. Yeah, in. I saw Josh Harris rocking his Louis Vuitton jacket up there. He's an interesting he guy. Like he was having a blast. I don't think he's much of a public speaker, but he's going to get a winner over there with uh, how much money he has. We just don't know what the future looks like. Now, let's talk about why we're here Hell yeah. in Dallas. Texas. Come on. Oh, yeah. So for those that don't know, the Cotton Bowl is in Dallas. Okay, that's a lot better and nicer than some of the chants that have been on yeah. this particular program whenever we take this show on the road. Yeah, I'd say. But boys, I don't think I fully understood that the Texas State Fair in Dallas, uh -huh. Cotton Bowl in the Texas State Fair. Sure. What have we learned about the Texas State or about the Cotton Bowl that maybe we didn't know before we got here? Connor, you start. You know, if I'm going to start, Pat, I'm glad I am because it all starts with Jay Curtis Sanford. Okay, back then in 1937, look, this wasn't you know the talk of the town. This wasn't something that everybody wanted. Jay Curtis Sanford is a Texas hero. He paid for the first Cotton Bowl game and Cotton Bowl also a play on Cotton Bowl, B-O-L-L -L, the plants that you always see with Cotton. But if we're talking Cotton Bowl, we're talking Jay Curtis Sanford. He's an American hero and I'm glad that that man lived because if he didn't then we wouldn't be here right now celebrating some great football. Yeah. Hey Tom, Tom, who the hell plays in here? Do we know who plays in so the Cotton Bowl? SMU played here from uh, 1932 to 1978, I believe, and then they had a run in the 90s. Uh, the, the Dallas Tex or sorry, the Dallas Cowboys played here for 11 years. Mm. The, they hosted the World Cup in 1994. Soccer? Whoa! Yeah. Wow. It's always hosted the Red River Showdown. It's also hosted the State Fair Classic between Grambling and Prairie View. Mm. Right back here in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Ty, what did you learn about this place? Well, I learned it's also colloquially known as the house that Doke after, uh, you know, running back legend Doak Walker. You know, he used to bring in, you know, crowds when he was a great back at SMU. Also, this this here stadium, you know, like Tony mentioned, yeah, sure. It, it, I mean, it's the it's the home of the Red River rivalry all the time. But it also housed the 1967 NFL championship between the Cowboys and the Packers. Packers did go on to win that game. And I know a lot of people are probably wondering about the surface. Houston... Oh, sorry, sorry. Cowboys choked, you know. Not, <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, not news to you Who guys. Who else oh. is new? Used to be AstroTurf in yeah. here, okay? 1970, they put AstroTurf in. And then all the way in 1993, to prepare for the World Cup, they ripped that AstroTurf out because we know soccer players, they ain't playing on AstroTurf. They put some natural grass in. Well, what do we know about what's happening right now in the Cotton Bowl? Oh, there's, there's a cricket infestation. Oh, yeah. oh my God. There is more crickets in that cotton bowl than you have in your entire state. I guess they're going to have to figure that out before tomorrow <laughs> because Texas and Oklahoma will be having a red river.
Denver shootout at noon tomorrow where we'll be calling it on the field. The story of this particular game, I think, from all of us, is going to be the offensive line, defensive line. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Oklahoma's middle three will not be able to handle Texas's defensive line. AJ, in your early research, because we're going to be calling the game, what are your thoughts and what we should be expecting tomorrow between Texas, Oklahoma, in that Cotton Bowl, just feet behind our heads right now? I think you hit it right there when you talk about the middle three, especially offense and defensive lines. The big offensive line for Texas are they going to be road graders with this Oklahoma defensive line? And on the flip, the Texas defensive line, we've seen them in person. We saw them play yeah. in high school. So hey, they are big. Hey, everything's bigger yes. in Texas. Yeah. That's right, especially the D-line. They are big, they are fast, and they run, and they are violent. So that's the, the first matchup I'm watching. And then also, these big Texas receivers, they're physical. They can fly. They can make tough catches. I want to see how they match up with the Oklahoma secondary. There's more Oklahoma fans here than I expected there to be. Mm-hmm. There's also... Yeah, yeah, yep. that's right. Uh, saying boomer, boom, and there's a lot of people that have no idea we exist that are just trying to have their time here at the state <laughs> fair, kind of walk through. Yeah. Tone, how many weeks is this state fair down here in Texas? It's from September 29th to I believe October 23rd, so about three weeks. Three weeks. It is allegedly the greatest state fair in the damn land. I will say. Well, bias. Bias. I will say it is massive. Yeah. Yes. And there is, uh, I can see the top of his head right over here. Texas, who's that thing? Big Tex. Big, Big Tex. Yeah. yeah. That son of a bitch is maybe 60, 70 feet tall. The original was burnt. This is a brand new one. That's the resiliency of Texas. That is what Texas is about, and the pride is radiating from the Texans, and we are very, very appreciative and thankful to be here. About I don't know, 155, 160 degrees right now. Right there. Yeah. Feels like home, doesn't it? It does. It does feel like home for a guy like you who wears a cowboy hat and me as well. I don't know how they're hustling these people over at this hoops thing over here. I don't know how the corn dogs are, but we'll be diving into all of it here today as we break down all the news happening around the football world. Let's pivot back to the NFL. The New York Giants are in quite a situation. So, Mm -hmm. last week, obviously, we saw the Giants... Shit the bed. Right. Yeah. All over themselves. They pay Daniel Jones. They've looked inept and they've looked terrible. Evan Neal, tackle for the New York Giants, actually came out and chit-chatted about the boo birds that were happening from the Giants faithful. He said, these people that are judging us and booing us, what do they actually do, huh? What do they They flip burgers. Huh. They make corn dogs. Uh. They're working at the Texas State Fair trying to hustle people into shooting basketballs, mm. pretty much. Well... We all knew as soon as a player takes a shot at the fans, especially fans that are expecting a team to be much better than they are, there was going to be some responses. Here's from the Michael K. Show, a man named Don LaGreca, who does sports media in New York City, also diehard Giants fan apparently, responding to Evan Neal, commenting about their fans booing him, and their fans basically not having enough money to worry about their opinions. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I cut his ass. I would. How dare you? How dare you? These people pay your salary. They pay an obnoxious amount of money to park, an obnoxious amount of money for PSLs, to sit there and watch this pap, and you call them hamburger flippers? What, you're so much better? What? I'd rather have a guy that's flipping hamburgers blocked than your piece of garbage ass. Who the hell are you to talk to fans like that? You piece of garbage. I can't let players do that. You're not above us. What, because you happen to play a sport? You make them, you're better than me? You're better than the people that pay your salary? 
These giant fans were here before you, and they'll be here after your sorry asses. Oh, what a piece of human trash. And I don't want to hear some apology. Jeez. I don't want to hear, oh, I was taken out of contact. I didn't mean, I don't want to hear, done, done. I would cut its fat ass. <laughs> Oh, if I'm John Mara, I call him into the office and say, no, I you were a first-round pick, but you're not worth anything. You don't talk to our fans that way. You don't talk to me that way. You are out of a job. I, I, don't You should you. boo him. You <laughs> see him in the mall at Willowbrook. Boo Get on board. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. Don't stop booing him. If he goes to the Pro Bowl, boo him. If he wins a Super Bowl, his sorry ass. <laughs> Screw that guy. That, I mean, it angers me. We're not nobody. Flipping, but how are you taught? How do you it's condescend amazing. to people that pay to watch you play poorly, I might add? Really bad. Oh, this. Oh, uh, We're not done. No, no. I, the, I, I, I hate players like that. I thought you despised them. I was going to say. If, if the whole thing was he just said boo louder, I was going to be like, oh, so he's saying, like, we deserve it. Like, no, keep the boos coming. I, that's where I thought you were going. Flipping hot dogs. Think about how wrong I was. I thought he was going to say, no, keep booing. We deserve to be booed. I, there are people in the stands that are doctors. <laughs> they cure diseases. <laughs> They're giant fans, too. There are people that are architects. They build bridges and buildings. You block poorly. <laughs> don't ever talk to anybody like that again. Uh, seriously, I don't care. First round pick, how much money hit to the hit to the cap. That would really show me something. Cut. And I know he'll get picked up. It'll play someplace else. One day you're not going to play football anymore. And if there's a god up above, it'll be soon. <laughs> And I hope you're flipping burgers. Jeez. And when I buy that burger from you, I'll spit in it. <laughs> That's Don LeGreco. That's an all time. That's one of the greatest rants of all time. Yes. Not normally uh, in this media world do you just throw to another show for three minutes. <laughs> but that was a work of art from mm -hmm. Don LaGreca. And I think everybody that was in that locker room that's around Evan Neal, and he was emotional after a game, sure. did not appreciate the fact that their own fans were turning against him, even though, hey, that's how the NFL works. That is how passionate fans work. And now, obviously, the next steps that we knew that LaGreca said, I don't want to hear an apology. Well, there is one. Yep. Here's Evan Neal coming immediately the next day. I definitely could have used a better choice of words. Uh, you know, coming from humble beginning myself, I never want to belittle anyone, uh, regardless of their financial status or their occupation. So I really just wanted to apologize for what I said. So the fans here are listening to LaGreca. They're booing him like they saw him at the mall. There. Right, huh? AJ, we knew this was going to get ugly. Anytime you take a shot at the fans, the fans are going to respond in a big way. Anytime you say, like, I got more money than you, you don't have money, what are we even talking about, is going to be responding in a bad way. We need to know, though, Evan Neal is just reacting out of frustration. He wants the team to do well, too, right? That's what we need to remember? Yeah, no question. There's always the, there's a long period of time, I think, after a game, especially a bad loss to where everybody might need some space and need some time to try to figure out, hey, this, is, this didn't come out exactly how I, was, how I wanted it to. Anytime you're going after fans and talking about their profession, it's a no-win situation for an NFL player. As somebody, Any professional who, athlete, as really. somebody who has flipped a double bird at West Virginia fans. Sure, sure. sure. Okay? Yeah. And then it got, it came back. Right yeah. back. Yeah. 
in abundance. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's a quick learning lesson, like, yeah. and especially in the NFL. And he said PSLs, those are the seat licenses yep. to even buy tickets you have to buy, especially at MetLife Stadium with everything like that. One of the greatest rants that we've ever seen in sports media, honestly. It was awesome. I loved everything about it. And when you talk about it, you could, you could come with fans if you're playing well, and then maybe that's a thing. But when you are historically one of the worst plus minuses to start the season, what are they, minus 80 or whatever to start the season, and they've been blown out at home in both games that they've been there, and the old line has been absolutely terrible, that is a uh, bold, bold move, my friend. Yeah, I think it's fantastic, though, that they have the Dolphins now. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay. Easy <laughs> game. Right. They got a new number one wide receiver. Yeah, they brought in Chase Claypool. I don't know if they're going to use him or not, but I assume McDaniel will figure out a way to make him do something. And just get back to football, Wink Martindale, the defense coordinator for the New York Giants, was asked about now, it's been going bad. The team's been playing terrible. Yep. And you got the Dolphins coming around the corner. Wink Martindale, defense coordinator for the Giants, who I think we all expected to be great all the time because yep. that's how he's been throughout his entire career, mostly with Baltimore, now with the Giants. He was asked about what his life has been like preparing for the Miami Dolphins, and here is how he responded. Well, my wife called me last night before she went to bed. She, she said she was worried about me. She said, you didn't sleep. I said, yeah, I'm sleeping like a baby. Every two hours, I'll wake up and cry and <laughs> go to the bathroom and try to go back and get some more sleep. And, I mean, that's that's unbelievable. I mean, that's just, it's unbelievable. It's, but but that's where this league's heading. Not, but, you know, with some of the other scores, the points have been out pretty, pretty high. I compare. I told our guys, not not the players. I told our staff because uh, we're all old enough to remember the greatest show on turf. This is like that 2023 supersonic. I mean, they're fast, faster than that, and that's the whole thing that you know. In preparing a team going into this environment, you know, it's not even turf there; it's grass, and they're still faster. You know. Well, so what we just learned there is that Wink Martindale understands the offense that they're about to stare down. But this is not a good time for the Giants conversation to be everything but yes. football yeah. with how shitty they have been, Todd. Yeah, I mean, I understand it's tongue-in-cheek and he's kind of kidding, but he's also like, hey, listen, I don't got the horses to keep up with these guys, unfortunately. I have no idea what I'm going to do. We just saw what they did you know, to Denver a couple weeks ago. And for the Giants, who have looked piss poor through four weeks of the season boy I would not want to be Wink Martindale this week yeah it'd be brutal especially when you just think about who the Giants have in their secondary like the Dolphins can beat you running and they can beat you throwing so it's really a pick your poison situation with you know the Giants and after you know what Evan Neal's going through and basically what the conversations are probably like inside that building I mean we might be looking at another 70 burger from the Dolphins at home against the Giants don't you think isn't he just doing his his Bill Belichick to pump the other team up though he's kind of going over the top like you said a right. little tongue-in-cheek but he also believes like man this is crazy I've been coaching for a he's long time he's self-handicapping I turn the film on and I see all this craziness and all this explosive offense how do I stop it? Yeah, I think he's doing like Al Belichick. Just pump your pump your opponent up. Yep. Don't give him any bulletin-born material. Make them feel good about themselves, and then see how it goes on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know, the Dolphins got to get back. The Giants got to get back. Feels like the Giants got a lot of problems happening that are not 
football. Uh, we'll be having Michael Lombardi join us here in a few moments. Cannot wait to hear his thoughts on it all as a man who's been a GM and a coach and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Let's continue to bounce around the NFL. Vaughn Miller has spoken. He said he gives himself a 94.5% chance Ooh. of playing this weekend in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We don't know where the 5.5% went. Okay, We don't know. Is that the Bills holding him back? Ah. Is that the Bills telling him he can't play? Is that somebody outside of his force saying he won't be able to take the field over there in Wembley? But it sounds like we are about to have Vaughn Mueller back on a football field, not America, in London. I love everything about it, Tash Smith. Yeah, and I mean, we went, we mentioned it yesterday. Like, even if he is only at 94.5%, or I know that's what it is for him to play, like, we don't know what his actual health percentage is. But with how good their D line's been so far, like, you really do only need him maybe, what, a handful of plays? Hey, third downs, let's get him in there to rush the passer. Do you think there's any worry, though? I know we've had some guys who go over to these London games, and because of the long flight and everything with inflammation and then the surfaces maybe being a little different. Oh, like he's got to do the Russell Wilson. Exactly. I was thinking exactly. Tight, 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 tight. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that might be the 5.5%, but it's huge, though, because I, I just saw this morning, I think that uh, Russo is out who had two sacks last week against the Dolphins, so they could use that extra pass rush from Vaughn this week uh, against the Jags. I love the fact that the Jags have just stayed over there all week. Yeah, genius. They are London's team. Do we think Jack's him, DeVille, is going to be hopping off that roof again? Better. I hope so. And if we see Vaughn Miller back, we'll all be pumped. Vaughn, congrats on good recovery. Yeah. Good boy, Vaughn. There you go, Vaughn. Vaughn will not be joining us uh, this year every single week because his agent. Uh, oh, yeah. Here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what happened? What's that? What happened? Ah, his agent, you know, agenting, doing you know his how thing. It goes. Yeah, you know how Competition, it goes. I guess, now because we're at ESPN, is what he said. Just know that we love you, Vaughn, and we did our absolute best. I don't know if your agent's telling you that or not, but we certainly did on the back end, and we can't wait to see you back on the field. Joining us now is a man who's a general manager in the NFL. He was a coaching consultant in the NFL, multiple times Super Bowl champion, an author, a TED Talk speaker, an email newsletter writer. Ladies and gentlemen, the ever popular Paisano, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. How are we doing? I got to back up a little bit here. How are we doing? Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Cotton Bowl. Love it. Lamba, love it. Lamba, forget about the Cotton Bowl, which is currently cricket infested. They're going to have to get that figured out before tomorrow. Lamba, this, this crowd just gave you a nice little... I appreciate that. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. That's awesome. I love it. I, I love it. Thank you so much. It's it's all because of you. You know, I mean, let's face it. They're, they're cheering it, you know. No, I appreciate is, it. That is not the case. It's because of everything you've accomplished for this great sport of yeah. football and how appreciative they are of that. We will say, I see you in that long sleeve right there. If you're doing that here, you'd lose 30 to 40 pounds <laughs> like that. It is hot. It is sticky. It is beautiful here at the Texas State Fair. Speaking of beautiful, Chicago Bears get off the schneid. Oh First win in 15 attempts. I saw a lot of your tweets. You were calling out the commanders, coaching practices, offensively, defensively. At halftime, Ron Rivera came out and said, I didn't say a damn thing to the team. <laughs> I just go ahead and let the players talk. What are your thoughts on last night? Why did the Bears have success? And what's next for the commanders, Paisan? Well, I, I mean, look, give, give all the credit to Chicago. Eberflus has been drowning, and, you know, I mean, that program has been a mess. They just traded Claypool to Miami for basically nothing. They gave up the 32nd pick in the draft. They traded, they dumped Claypool to Miami for basically a swap of picks. So that's been a mess, and they needed it. They've given up 33 points over the last 14 games on this losing streak. And so it was a, a welcome, a welcome, uh, 
site to win and for the Washington football teams I mean there was no effort there was no energy from the start Chicago's missing a ton of players in the secondary they couldn't really handle it but once again you know they got behind Washington's defense to me has been so disappointing in the fact that they've not been able to get control of any game they've given up over 30 points before that game and now they're giving up 36 over the last three last four weeks so I mean, Rivera should be saying something. I mean, at some point, if a guy's got 280 yards on you, don't you double him? I mean, if we were playing in the backyard and we couldn't cover a guy, wouldn't we put two guys on him? You'd think. Like, at some point, like, don't we have to take D.J. Moore out of the game? You would think. Like yeah, I mean, and poor Sam Howe. You realize this, Pat, Sam Howe has been sacked. He's on David Carr trajectory of getting sacked. <laughs> Like, he is going on that pace, and he's on pace now after four more sacks last night to get sacked over 90 times. At what point do we protect him? At what point do we say, look, we've got great receivers. They can beat their corners. All we got to do is block. Okay. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. Okay, so let's uh, pivot back to the Chicago Bears, a team that you've had a lot of faith in all offseason. <laughs> uh, in Justin yeah. Fields. Getsy used him in a fashion I think that we all have been waiting for through the entire first quarter. He was running, running hard. So I'm trying to run some people over. I love everything about that. Who knows if that's sustainable at the quarterback position. But Justin Fields running, I, obviously DJ Moore did his thing. But the amount of times they had Justin Fields on the run, getting loose outside the pocket, I think was good good football for the Bears. Why did it take so long? And you think this is what makes Justin Fields a successful quarterback if he can be a successful quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what you have to have. But, I mean, Washington made no real adjustments to his game. That's I mean, a they sick didn't run take, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, you, you, he is no – you can show all the highlights of him running. He's an outstanding athlete, and he can run. Oh. But I was impressed with his throws. I mean, he made a lot of good throws last night into really, I wouldn't say tight windows, but he put the ball in spots where the receivers made plays for him. Even the touchdown pass that should have been, that the pass incompletion late in the second quarter, it, that could have easily been a touchdown pass or a pass interference. So, look, it's something to build on. They got they got some momentum. They got it going. And, and, you get, and the offensive line didn't wear down. I mean, this Washington front has all first-round picks on it, and they couldn't get near them. They didn't put any pressure on them. And Chicago did a great job up front, so you got to give them credit on that. And I think you have to. They got Minnesota, not a great defense. They got the Raiders coming in, not a great defense. If they can't build on this, then they're never going to build on it. Oh, a little three game win streak going up there in Chicago. I can just smell Zito smelling it all morning. <laughs> Zito, yeah. And AJ has a question for you, Paisan. Lombo, yeah. Lombo, with this Chicago team, this offense uh, specifically, is this a sustainable thing? Can we expect to see this moving forward? Are they going to be able to be explosive like this? We saw the first half last week, pretty much the whole game this past night. They looked pretty good. Can they, can they continue this? I'm just asking. Well, look, this that was the sixth win in Justin Fields' career. That was his sixth win when he's been a starter. In every one of those six wins, when the opponent has scored less than 20 or less points, they've won. So, look, when the defense does their job, it's got a chance. I, I think he's going to start to see different coverages. They're not going to play the same thing. I think people are going to start heating them up a little bit like Denver tried to do in the second half of that game. But he's coming off the, the Denver game, the fourth quarter. He turned the ball over on the interception and the fumble. This game, he protected the football, which is really a giant step for him. So 
I think they've got to keep continuing to stress. Look, just like Josh Allen, take the profits. Don't try to make every single play on your own. And if they can protect the football with his athleticism running, they've got to have a better chance offensively. A lot of season left. Yeah. Maybe the new kings of the north, the monsters of the midway. <laughs> oh, my God. Tony has a question for you, Paisan. Yeah, Lombo, one of potentially the earliest uh, games of the year. Uh, Dallas goes into San Francisco. I, I saw a stat. I think Dallas is going to be playing with their O-line for the their full O-line. Mm-hmm compliment for the first time in a long time uh what is your early read on cowboys and niners well i mean look everybody talks about you know when mike mccarthy took over how bad dallas was going to be on offense and what dallas what mccarthy's done is improve the offense you know this team controls the football i mean it's hard to get the ball they control the ball for a long time and you know they have it 34 minutes and 37 seconds you don't want to play good defense in the nfl you play less defense, and that's why they're so good. Now, level of comp, who have they played? What great offense have they played? They really haven't played a great offense yet, right? So we don't know how good that defense will be. When they go against San Francisco, this is a team that's got five receivers that get out in the route, right? All their receivers have 14 or more catches, you know, whether it's McCaffrey, Ayuk, you know, Samuels, and Kittle. They're all good, and they can get five out out of base. So this is going to be a game that Dallas has to control the football with their run game. They're the best team on third down in football. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm surprised the line has stayed at three and a half. I thought there'd be more money coming in on Dallas. But I think this is a game where losing digs hurts them. Because how do they match up? Because when you play San Francisco, you can't double everybody. You can't double everybody. You're going to have to give somebody, and somebody's got to cover. And if they protect well enough, they'll make plays. Has uh <laughs> There's a lot going on. We're at State Fair. Yeah, come on. We're at a State, State Fair. Fair. We're at State going Fair, on. you know what I mean? You know, there's a chance. I love it. Son of a... Look good. Uh, Ty has a question for you, Paisan. Lombo, when you look at this weekend and you look at the Arizona and Cincinnati game, obviously everyone said when you look at Arizona's tape, like they're very physical, they play very hard. We've seen all the stats with Joe Burrow about how he has one of the worst QBRs in the league. We don't know if he's healthy. If now I know the Bengals don't want to do it, but let's say they lose this game, do you think they're potentially in a position to kind of just punt on the season, rest Burrow, and make sure that this injury doesn't become more serious than it already is? Pat just throwing one. I think to me they're going to give it every chance they have this year. They they have to. They're not going to mail it in. And they're and watching Burrow this week on whatever it was, TikTok or whatever we saw, he looked like he's moving better, right? It looks like in practice he was doing better. And this lot, look, the guy's had eight carries for three yards. He's playing on one leg. Like, it's not really fair. And their offense has been stagnant. I mean, Chase doesn't have a touchdown after four weeks. They can't make an explosive play down the field. So it's going to have to change quickly. You know, his numbers, he averages four, nine yards per attempt in passing. I mean, this is a guy that's been one of the top players in the league. It's got to change, and it has to change now. The problem, too, has been, we talk about playing less defense, Pat. I mean, the, the, the Bengals have played 32 minutes of defense. that They can't control the football with their offense. And they got to get the – it's not all on Burrow, too. The offensive line's got to play better. Look, so this line opened up at six and a half, and now it's down to three. That's how much faith people don't have in Cincinnati. It's kind of an interesting game. So we saw – As bad as the Cardinals are on defense, 
Nobody trusts the Bengals offense. Yeah, so we saw a stat the other day from a man named Arjun, I believe is his name. They have the second worst percentage of three and outs in the NFL. I think it's at like 47% or something like that, three and outs with your drive. To your point, defense is on the field all day. They're not able to get anything going. How does Zach fix that? How does Zach – isn't there some sort of way to at least get one first down so we can maybe control the game a little bit more than what we have been for the first four? I think he's got to mix it up a little bit. I think people read him in 11 personnel. And look, he's got to get the game to the fourth quarter, right? He's got to say to himself, the, the, the Cardinals have done a great job all season of outscoring their opponents for three quarters. But when the game gets to the fourth quarter, they fall, they, they're behind 44 to 7. 44 to 7, they lost games in the fourth quarter. They went into the fourth quarter with a 22-point advantage, and they end up with a minus 14 on the season. So if you're Zach Taylor, you're saying, hey, look, they're gonna, we got to get this game to the fourth quarter. we got to keep it close. We can't have negative plays. We can't keep having negative runs and, and sacks. This is what kills drives, when you, when you can't get the drive going. It's a and I think he's got to change it up. He's got to move it around a little bit, play some 12 personnel. Where they are right now is where Buffalo was last year. When Zach Allen, had, when uh, when Josh Allen had to take over the game, and Joe Burrow can't run like Josh Allen, they're a little bit stuck right now. They got to change their personnel groupings. Very unexpected too, man. I, I feel like we all had high hopes for that Bengals, especially in the AFC North. And now we're looking around. It's like. Who is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Lamar, I guess, because he's yeah. been the hottest as of late. Do we think Zach and Joe will be able to figure it out quick, you think? I, I think they'll figure it out if Burrow gets healthy. And if Burrow – this is a game I wouldn't play because if Burrow's healthy, and I thought he threw the ball better in the little flips I saw, he will – look, this Arizona defense is not very good. They should move the ball if he's healthy. All right, we appreciate that. Connor has a question for you, Paisal. Yeah, Lombo, we were just listening to Wink Martindale and about him, yeah. you know, not being able to sleep. He's sleeping like a baby, waking up every two <laughs> hours to shit and eat. But what do you think most people go through when they're trying to prepare for the Dolphins and then this week in particular against the Giants? Are we looking at another 70-point burger from Miami, or do you think this will be a little more competitive unlike you know the Giants' previous games? Well, I mean, look, here's the problem if you're a Giant fan. The, the, your defense with Wink Martindale, who I love, and has blitzed a bunch, right? You've, only, you've got a league low, 18 total pressures against opposing quarterbacks all year. 18, okay? And they blitz. And Tua has only really been pressured on 12 dropbacks all year. It's the lowest in the NFL. Last week, he got pressure. Daquan Jones inside was outstanding. Oliver. You know, their edges were good. Leonard Floyd's been great for them. I mean, they've done a great job, Buffalo. They set the edge on both sides in their cover, too. You couldn't get it. They pressured Tua coming to his left so he didn't have those easy throws. And I think there's a formula there, and Wink saw it on tape. Now he's going to have to execute it. You're going to have to get Tua out of his rhythm. And you can't sit there and just say, okay, we're going to just lay back and let him run the ball because we know they can run the football and they will call runs. So it's a hard game. I can see why he's sleeping like a baby. The problem is, how does the how do the Giants score points? I think they're averaging 11 points. They've the only Jones is the only quarterback to turn the ball over in every single game on an interception this year. So how do they get to 20? If, how do they get to 20? And if they get to 20, can they hold Miami to under 30? I don't think so. It's a hard game to handicap. Hey, my baby is finally sleeping through the night. (laughs) Yeah. So Wink's talking about early, baby. Wink has two kids. He never got up for either one of them. Trust me on that one. He don't know what he's talking about. Well, that's like I, I enjoyed the fact his wife was like, 
his wife saying, how are you sleeping? That yeah. would be something <laughs> yeah. yep. you would think that the wife would know, but not in the NFL. Those coaches, Wink's living at that facility, obviously, with how bad it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he has. I mean, you know, Wink, Wink was, I, I, I told this to, to Ty. I mean, there's, other than Ty, no one does a better impersonation of Lou Holtz than Wink. No one. No one. I mean, it would be a dueling Lou Holtz impersonation. Ooh. We're going to have to get that. it on the show And we need point. actually Lou on it so we can get three Lou's. <laughs> yeah. That would be beautiful. Wow. If we get and three Lou's, it would be great. And see what school they piss off in the middle of a <laughs> shot to Ohio State. Um, let's dive into your picks. How would you do last week? Do we remember? I was one and one. I had Minnesota and the Giants. Wink let me down with that horrible effort against Seattle. Ooh. I mean, that was embarrassing. Oh, Lombo, uh, Lombo, before you get into that. How would you feel about Evan Neal with the crowd and the fan and saying the whole thing that has become, and we just watched Don LaGreca lose his mind. Evan Neal, obviously, just emotional. He regretted it, I assume, yeah. an hour after he said it, and then everything that takes place afterwards is it. Can't say it still. You're a professional. But how do you handle that if you're the GM or the coach with Evan Neal? You got to block out the noise. We live in a world today where there's a constant range of noise. How many times have you wanted to answer a tweet that attacks you and you think, no, I'm not even going to give this person the, the time of day. I got to walk away from it, right? It's that 20 second, 30 second rule. I used to tell my two sons, don't think twice, think three times. You know, don't go out tonight and think twice. Think three times. Think four times before you do something. Well, drink and four that's times. The same. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, that's the problem. What they did. But <laughs> I, I think what we're in this this young this young culture that they're so preoccupied with social media that if they're going to look at it, you got to ignore it. You got to ignore it. Only take advice. Jeff Van Gundy said this. You would only listen to criticism from somebody you would take advice from. So you have to block it out. You can't let it bother you. And you, you as a coach have to talk to the players about this every day. Because if the noise on the outside is affecting your play, even though you say it won't, it really is. So I think this is something you got to talk about every single day to the players. Lombo, Ignore the noise. Lombo, a lot of noise around the Giants. None of it is that they're good at football. That's no, not no, good that's right. going into week five of an NFL season. Let's dive into your picks. Who do you like? What do you like this weekend, Lombo? Uh, I mean, this is an interesting card this weekend. You've never seen, like, what we're seeing in this card. There's some numbers on the board, like the Rams being a four-point do home dog. Yes. Minnesota's a four-point home dog. The Steelers. The Steelers wow. now, this is one of those where everybody, I know Diggs isn't going to want to do it, but when you start looking at the, the Steelers and you look at Mike Tomlin as an underdog and you look at this situation of this game, and how it goes back and forth and how the dog is, I think, the dog is just so favored in this game all the time. It just dominates it. So, to me, but I, I'm going to go on a different direction here. I love the Colts this weekend. Let's go! Oh. I like the Colts. Hell yeah. Hates the Cowboys. Here's why I like the Colts. Loves the Colts. <laughs> I, I like the Colts because I think the Colts, look, last year when the Tennessee Titans went into Philadelphia, Strickland did a nice job. He understood what the Titans need to do. You can't run the ball on the Titans. The Titans are hard to run the ball, but you got to throw it. Now, I understand that the Titans have covered the last five games in the series, right? Yeah, relax. But the way Whoa. that you can, you've got to be able to throw the ball and the way Richardson can, I think you can attack the secondary. The line flip. Vrabel was originally the dog. Now he's the favorite. I think when you get a home favorite, getting a point and a half, if that's what the line is there, I know it was that this morning. I like the Colts. They got to play good on defense. Last now. week, last week we saw last week we saw Derrick Henry get going. 
I don't think there's enough of the passing game to really go. Burks didn't practice yesterday for the Titans. So I, I like the Colts. The other game I like, which is going to go, everybody's going to yell at me too, I like the Falcons at home. I think if you study Desmond Ritter's record at home, he's never lost a home game in his career, right? And well. they can run the football. The one thing that the Houston Texans have not been able to do, and I think they've been remarkable, right? I think that's a great story, and, and C.J. Stroud hasn't thrown an interception. But the one thing they've not been able to do is stop a run game. And I think, to me, that if Atlanta gets their run game going, it makes everything better. And Atlanta is good at stopping the run. They're 33% on third down. Uh, and I just think, to me, that they'll make enough plays going with the home team. So I like Atlanta and I like the Colts. Well, I like to hear that, Lombo, because I like the Colts as well. You know, now that might not be the case, but Lucas Oil is going to be rocking. We're going to be there. Have you done any – I know you're an NFL guy, but like Texas, Oklahoma happening here tomorrow. Uh, hey, it's the first time since 2009-ish, everybody's saying, where both teams are wagons right now, you know? Texas, though, seems to have the beef in the lines that Oklahoma might not be able to keep up with. Have you looked at this game at all, and what are your thoughts? I, I, I don't. I can't break it down, but I think it, I love watching it. I think Oklahoma has been an unbelievable. The rebound with Venables has been able to do in terms of where they were last year and how they are this year. And look, what, one thing about Texas last week, I know they played against the backup quarterback at Kansas, but Texas has risen to the challenge. Every time I think they're going to lose a game, they go into Alabama, they win that game. Last week against Kansas, you know, everybody thought Kansas had a chance, but their quarterback got injured. I think it'll be a fun game. Look, one thing about Texas, they're, they're adding these wins. They're going to be there at the end. I don't know who in the big in the pack, in the uh, in the uh, uh, Big, 12. Big 12 can beat them. Well, I don't know West if, Virginia. If they, if, well, <laughs> West Virginia. Give Neil Allen credit now. You Neil talk Brown. about the noise yeah. now. Yeah. Thank I you. mean, everybody was all over Neil Allen, and he's coming in. He's coming But, of course, hey, we appreciate the hell out of you, Pison. Have a great weekend, pal. Anytime, guys. Hey, hey, Lombo. Yeah. They clap for you. You're supposed to be out of here, but I just thought about this because, as I was saying, have a great weekend. You know you got kids in the league, which reminded me, of the fact that you, have you heard all the talk about Jimmy G not being tough? Have you heard this at all? Have you? And what are your th what are your thoughts? I, on I've been around Jimmy G. I don't think it's a toughness issue. I, I I've been around them. I I think Jimmy G's unfortunate, and I don't think there's been a quarterback that has come back from this concussion or any player who's won, gone into concussion protocol and has been able to pass the five steps. You know, I think that's a real challenge this year. And I think that's good for the players. I think that's really good. Fields. I'm not arguing with that at all. Okay. But I, I, I've been around Jimmy. I don't think Jimmy lacks toughness. I mean, he's taken some hits. Now, is he durable? I think he's a little – I worry about his durability, certainly. But I don't worry about his toughness. Edelman, uh, Martellus, Martellus Bennett. Bennett. Yep. The McCordys were on there. I, yep. I don't think they – followed up but they certainly didn't say oh no, no. you know they were kind of laughing in there that's just something i don't think any of us could have expected we just always thought he was hurt and they're saying maybe he could have you were in there you'd know better just like with yeah, everything. I, I don't know if you can fudge this this can i mean i think the players want to play but if they don't pass those tests they can and it's all brain scans it's way out of my league i'm not a doctor i couldn't figure that out what? anyway you're, you're telling me you're doctor of football there ladies and gentlemen paisano super bowl champion michael lombardi thanks guys appreciate you thank you lombo I'll tell you what, I did make a shot in oh, there. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. That's a long one. Yeah. Not just make either. I mean, that one hit the bottom of the net. It might have ripped it. Yeah, I mean, it's a full court, it feels like, over there. Nice. AJ will be shooting later to give 
Oh, we'll get one yeah. shot later. Oh, what is it for today? Hey, this guy, thousand bucks. This guy, thousand bucks. This guy, right here. This guy right here, thousand dollars. Doesn't even know it. Him. If he makes this, you, thousand bucks. That was very, that was right, right on, on. Hey, AJ. You're going to make it. That I think you're really, going to make it. It's a lot farther than I thought. Now, I will say there's a lot of people that are just kind of passing by as I was hucking this ball out there, almost decapitated a couple people. Hey. That's a little bit of pressure, a little bit of stress. But here we are, live from the Texas State Fair with the Cotton Bowl playing host to the Red River Rivalry. That's alliteration. Until 2005, this game was called the Red River Shootout. That's right. Okay. Now it's called the Red River Showdown or the Red River Rivalry. But we are expecting a little bit of a shootout uh, tomorrow. I've been told that we are getting gifts of food right now. Whoa. What? This is from, you can definitely bring those on. Beef? These are from uh, Ruth's Tamale House in oh. Fletcher's <laughs> Corn Dogs. Uh-oh. We got some fried Oreos here. We got some corn dogs. Thank you. Oh, no. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. We got some corn dogs and fried Oreos because we're enjoying the state fair. But we also have some other things that we have to talk about before the end of this hour. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup starting a podcast. Yep. Called the Nine and Dime Podcast. Mm. I don't know if that's be. Is that because he's a dime? I think because he uh, throws dimes and Cooper Cup's number ten. But then why is the nine? Nine is Stafford. Nine Stafford. And dime. dime. Ten is Cup. But, like, Dime, though, is, a, is it because of how handsome Cooper Cup is? Oh, it could be all of them. There it is. You know what I mean? Both of them, really. Very attractive. But they announced that they're doing a podcast. I assume this was supposed to be announced maybe earlier. Cooper Cup now playing again. Yeah. Probably just out of the optics. Didn't want to do until Cooper Cup was back on the field. Because this guy cares more about a podcast than getting healthy and getting back on the field for the Los Angeles Rams. Excited for that. Excited anytime we learn of more players speaking openly. Mm -hmm. The more stories we can hear, the more information we can gather, the more truth from the locker room that all of us can find out about makes the world a better place. So good luck to them on their podcast. Uh -huh. Hell yeah. Rip now, boys. Good luck to the Rams, too. Cooper Cup's back. Puka Nakua, with what he's been able to do with Matthew Stafford. And I think he's been described as like quarterback on the field. If you remember what Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, old nine and dime, oh, yeah. were like when they were together, this might be an unstoppable offense again for the Rams. And look at, are the Rams back, A.J. Hawk? I, I mean, I think that just might be. That's the thing. What, what Puka Nakua has been able to do, you think in adding Cooper Cup, a couple years ago they were unstoppable. You oh, couldn't yeah. do anything to cover this guy. It felt like wherever you went, whatever game he played. And I think it kind of helped that they flew under the radar. No one really gave them a chance coming into this season, and they've kind of exceeded those expectations early. And I think they're just scratching the surface of what they could be, especially on offense. Last time he was healthy, Cooper Cup won the Triple Crown, right, with oh, receptions, yeah. touchdowns, right. and yak. What do you have, like 1,800 yards or something? Yards, yards just yeah, quadruple crown. crown. Yeah. Oh, what? Yards, touchdowns, catches, and then yeah. yak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Best wide receiver in the game. Got that huge deal. And then he had a genetic hamstring thing that he's yeah. going yeah. on. Bingo. Hopefully they got that one figured out. Not just that, but, you know, before the season, we were talking about, like, hey, at what's the Rams record going to be going into the trade deadline? Because if they're not very sure. good, which everyone's expecting them to not be very good, then they're going to probably be looking at trading Aaron Donald and, you know, seeing what they can get back for him. But early on, like, 
with the way the NFC is, them getting Cooper Cup back healthy, like why couldn't this Rams team go make the playoffs? Why not us, they're saying? So because exactly. remember what Matthew Stafford said, should have taken that out before it poured something in there. <laughs> well, he probably should have rinsed out the inside of it as well. But Stafford. hey, we're in State Fair, you live life a Hell little yeah. bit. That's right. But Matthew Stafford gave that speech after that first win where he said there's a lot of things being said about this. Did he, he said the F word? Yeah, he oh, yeah, did several times. times. I think he said a couple F yeah, yeah. Disgusting. Can't have it. Potty mouth. Gross. Can't have it, no that wonder. child. But they believed, I think, since the beginning of the year in this crew. They got veterans in the right spots. Yep. Okay, they got vet- goats almost at the right spot. Then a very young crew that can follow the lead. You get a couple rookies that start dominating. Why not the Rams? And good on them building this thing back. Yeah, bingo. Kyron Williams. I mean, when sure. he played against the Colts last week, he had two touchdowns. I think he's had two touchdowns in two of the four games already. But how awesome is it now, too, with Cooper Cup being out for those first four weeks? Just in Puka Nakua's ear, I'm sure. Teaching game, yep. giving him exactly what Stafford likes, too, which is probably more important. And then the Eagles' defense. I don't know if you've seen some of the stats coming out about the Eagles' defense, but it is not the defense of last year. It is a much different situation this year in Philly. What are you saying? I mean, they gave up 31 to Sam Howell, and Sam Howell's a gunslinger, but still 31 points is a lot. I don't know if they gave up 30 points aside from the Super Bowl at any point last year. Even when they lost the Commanders in that first game, it was 27, but I think the Rams are kind of great, especially now with those rookies that you mentioned being good. In Philly, I don't think they have to worry, but you lose Gannon, and then you lose CJGJ, and you see what Steichen, you see what CJGJ meant to that defense last year, and what he meant to the, you know, Detroit Lions defense early. It might not be the uh, dominance on both sides that we saw last year. And if you think about what Arizona's doing, they lost a good one in Gannon. Mm -hmm. It's not just like you lost Gannon, and then we move on. And we made fun of them, obviously. Sure. Boo, boo. Had to. Shots. Shots. Ah, all the videos that the Arizona Cardinals social team, and we don't get along with the Arizona Cardinals PR social team anyway, so who At cares? All. It was crop. It was trash. <laughs> Total. They should have known that they were going to make this guy look like a doofus early. Now, right. inevitably, it does not matter because what he's been able to do in the building far outweighs whatever social media video goes out there, but the way he was being painted in all the videos that we looked at, it was like, oh, this is a Sirianni guy, a little bit of a dipshit. Who cares that he's no longer at the Eagles defense? They still got their guys. They get more pieces. They bring in a human rhino Mm -hmm. out of Georgia to do the uh, the defensive line, Jalen Carter. It's like, we just assume they're going to be okay because of those first times we're seeing Gannon. Like, oh, that's not that big of a loss. And then also some of the decisions that Gannon made last year with that defense. a lot of skepticism it's like ah it's not that big of a loss but now you see the cardinals rally and it's like this guy's a glue guy yes feels like this guy is a glue guy and then you think about what shane steichen has done with the colts oh this guy's a glue guy yeah you lose two great leaders seemingly out of your building you're going to feel the effects of it and on defensive side all the stats are saying they're definitely doing that in philly Tom. yeah we always talk about that and i think a lot of people because you know the the eagles have a lot of guys back on offense and defense but anytime you lose two coordinators who both go get head coaching jobs, like, I mean, you guys would know much more, but obviously, like, that takes, it probably takes several weeks for them to kind of find their groove and and get on the same page as, you know, the, the defensive captains. And then obviously, you know, Brian Johnson getting on the same page with Jalen Hurts, too. Now, let's talk about that NFC East. Ooh. Okay. Because if you look at last night's game with the Commanders, we overreact to everything, they're dead. Yeah, they're never going to win again. Okay, yep. they're dead. Ron Rivera doesn't want to coach another yep. game. Nope. Bingo. Ever. Yep. That's the vibe I get, right? Owner yep. might yeah. sell the team. Yeah, just got it. Just got it. <laughs> Mortgage hasn't even gone through. Nope. Right. Party moving out. Shout out to them doing that. You look at the Giants. What? Dead. 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 You look at the Eagles. Different. Still winning, though. Still good, yeah. yeah. Still winning. And then you look at the Dallas. 
Cowboys. Yeah. Who have been great, have rose from the dead already once this season. Yep. In the end, do you think the Dallas Cowboys end up surviving this whole thing? Yeah, I do. I think this is finally a year where they can try to get over that hump. Whatever. I don't. I'm not saying that's a Super Bowl championship, but I'm saying oh. I think they can definitely make it. What's run. the hump? I yeah, think exactly. The hump is let's not lose the, in the first round of the playoffs. Let's at least. NFC Championship, let's get to the Super Bowl maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying if there's ever a year, this looks like a good year if Micah Parsons can stay healthy as well as multiple other stars they have. Well, and they did that last year, right? They yeah. uh, they beat who? Tampa? In Tampa? On the road? Like, the that hump. Tampa team stunk. Yeah, it, 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 they, the they, hump for they, them is the Super Bowl, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's the Dallas yeah. Cowboys, they're, so expectations are sky high. Yeah. They're Speaking of that high. Tampa team, we have Baker Mayfield joining us Ooh. in about 35 minutes or so. What's that, that all about? Yeah. Texas boy. Yeah, what's the, what are they doing? He's from Texas. He's from Texas Austin. boy. Probably makes it worse that he went to Oklahoma. They didn't recruit him. He walked on at Texas Tech. That's on Texas. Yeah, not that's on all Baker. On Baker. No. No. These people have no idea what they're talking about. He got run out of Cleveland. What? Can't get on the field of Carolina. What? Come on. Jeez, he does. He's actually playing the best football he's played. Yeah, yeah, they're good. He's unbelievable in Tampa right now. The NFC is fascinating, though. Yeah. Because we talk about the Rams maybe going. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, why not the Rams? Yeah. Eagles, we assume, are just going to be good because of the leadership they have on the field. Yep. But they've lost some things behind the scenes that we're seeing kind of play out. We get a chance to chat with Jason Kelsey a couple weeks ago after his documentary premiered. And he said, every team is different than the previous team. Different situations. We have to learn about each other. We have to do that. I think the Eagles are still the wagon. But the Niners, yes, I mean, who have the Cowboys this weekend, yeah. have a chance to really cement we are the daddies of the NFC, yeah. and I'm excited to kind of watch that whole thing take over. You think Brock Purdy is ever going to take a step back? I think Bro. he seems like he is ascending, and he is just continuing to climb every single game he plays. The only thing that has brought Brock Purdy down is Tommy on. Yeah. Right? That is what his, yeah. uh, yep. the injury was or whatever. That's the only glitch we've seen in the Brock Purdy ride that if he was here at the Texas State Fair would be going – Yodely, 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 yodely. The guy doesn't lose. No. He doesn't seem to get rattled, and he always makes the right decision. Brock Purdy's a dog getting paid $940,000 a year so they can continue to build around him. That team, I think, uh, I think they show. Uh, the rest of the NFL this weekend, their daddies when they beat the hell out of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say. That's what I think is potentially going to happen. Uh-huh. You well, can yell it, too. They know. And, like. They're so good every single year, so you kind of just discount it. But, like, their defense is unbelievable. unbelievable. You know, everyone's talking about Micah Parsons and how good. And he is. He's unbelievable. But their defense is insane. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Dallas, Texas, here at the Texas State Fair. It's Feel Good Friday, October 6, 2023, hour two starts now. It's happening in that Cotton Bowl tomorrow as Texas and Oklahoma will battle to see who owns the year of the Red River. 
rivalry. Showdown. Used to be shootout. Shootout. I was letting the crowd talk, but <laughs> yeah. thank you, boys. No, so it's uh, Texas fight. Texas fight. fight. OU sucks. Fuck. OU sucks. That's pretty clever. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Smart, I do like yeah. it, but the Red River rivalry will be battled here tomorrow with a great college football slate. We'll talk to Reese Davis of College Game Days, both basketball and football, in the third hour. We'll be talking to Baker Mayfield, obviously a man who has had great success. Mm-hmm. And this particular Baker Mayfield will be here in about 30 minutes or so live, and I'm joined by the boys here at the Texas State Fair. Uh-huh. A man who's supposed to be at the Texas State Fair at Boston Connor is here looking fantastic. Yeah, it's great to be here, Pat. I mean, I, well, this hasn't been mentioned yet, and we mentioned Big Tex. That's the biggest uh, Ferris wheel I've ever seen. That might be the biggest Ferris wheel actually on the planet. I don't know how you don't go up there and pass out because you're so far up. Well, the thing about the big Ferris wheels is... Uh, you don't know what you're signing up for when you no. get a ticket. Yeah. Hey, do you have a good two to three hours of your day? You're going to go sit in this thing. Because <laughs> oh. remember, it's got to stop at each one, you know, to, to let people on and right. off. So you're just on that ride for seemingly time. ever. Of I've course. done one Ferris wheel in my life. I'll never do another. But if there was to be another, it would be this big-ass one here in Texas. That's the first time, though, that mullet has been in a state fairground. Yeah. I feel like you've been received well here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I, I love Texas. I'm a hook'em guy, so I figured that it might be received a little better. I'll tell you what, though. I've looked around. I am definitely the dumbest dipshit with them all because, I mean, usually I will say these people out here are fools, and some of them with the cowboy shirts on, they are. But overall, walking around, there's a lot of weapons in this place. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of weapons. Literally, the, probably, too. The temperature. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the security not, process not fair, is. Right? Don't tread on me, brother. I, I thought he was right. We're it in, te- is we're Texas, in Texas. Yeah. I mean, it is something to think about. Come and take it. Yeah, a lot of boots, a lot of mustaches, got uh-huh. mullets, got good vibes, though. People feel good because not only the Texas State Fair is radiant and everything, but this Texas-Oklahoma thing does really captivate, like, entire states. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like we're incredibly lucky to be here and thankful to be here. Ty Schmidt, how pumped are you to be a part of this? This is now, okay, if we just think about where our lives were a few years ago. Sure. We were in a basement doing this entire podcast. Yep. yep. Then we were renting other studios to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Then we got a building that we didn't own and didn't know if we are going to have power every single day. Now we're literally just feet in front of the damn cotton bowl, stalking very dumb stuff yeah. as random people People are forced to listen to us as they walk by. Mm-hmm. We are living the dumbest life of all time, and it's an honor to be here. I believe you share those same sentiments as I, and would love to hear your thoughts on how stupid this whole thing is. Yeah, no question. Uh, this setup, I have to say, kind of beats the hell out of being in a box truck on a <laughs> slanted hill or in a parking lot in New Orleans where it's 175 degrees in there. We got about two inches to move to each, each side. Very spacious. I will say... Uh, I had a little trepidation coming down here. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of the Red River rivalry shootout. Uh, But listen, I'm an Iowa guy, and I said, hey, Texas State Fair, yeah, I bet it's sweet, okay? It it ain't got shit on the Iowa State Fair. (laughs) But then, hey, hey, inside these these hallowed fairgrounds mm-hmm. i tell you what everything is bigger in texas this place is awesome yes. <laughs> 
They didn't let you get there. They didn't. You no. almost stopped. You I almost have, didn't want to say I was going to say, I was going to say, you know what? Screw it. This place actually sucks. Iowa State fairs way better. Yeah. <laughs> They but know that you're joking. Uh, this is like an amusement park. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. What it feels like. It's not like a state fair. It feels like it's an amusement park. Right on the other side of this, I don't know which way, there's a pond where people are on swan boats doing right this there. thing. Mm -hmm. There's 55 dinosaurs in there. Yeah, we yeah. got the Alamosaurus, which is like 60 feet in the sky. It is bananas here, but nothing is as bananas as a man who feels like he's back home. I've never seen somebody breathe air easier and have a weight off their shoulders more than when Tone Diggs stepped off the plane into this great state of Texas tone. I know you're loving it. Yeah, I might have physically been born in Pittsburgh, but spiritually I was born in Texas. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Tony. I walked off that plane today and the, the, the air just tasted better. It smelled what? better. Everything what? was perfect. What? And then to like your guys' point there, when they go to the five shot of us and you, and you see the cotton bowl in the background, it's like a, a very, very surreal feeling that, I trust me, I do not, I do not, uh, do not take that for granted ever. There's one man who should be here, and that's a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, what? a Ryder Cup winner, what? the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, what? a COVID survivor, what? the current president of Ohio, what? the father of 10, what? A.J. Hawk. Great to be here. Hey, it feels like these Texas folks love. Well, yeah, man. Yeah, That's it. right. I hear you. These are not some nice people over here. Come on. Say something to your I appreciate people. it. We'll go to the Texas Sopapilla factory after the show. <laughs> I'll buy them, guys. I do believe we've already opened a tab at one of these places for these fine people. Go ahead and get yourself some beers if what? you're hanging out. We appreciate you. All right, let's start talking about stuff happening around the sports world. Yeah, I know the NBA is tipping off, and there's a little bit of chatter from LeBron and Malone, and I believe Coach Malone was actually on our show yep. <laughs> when some of this stuff. So once again, we find ourselves in the middle of ridiculous stuff, dumbest life of all time, but the NBA is going to be sweet this year, okay? We all agree. Team USA is going to dominate the Olympics yep. next offseason. Yeah, of course. You know, in 2024 in Paris because Joel Embiid is signed signed on to the team to represent the country his son was born in, which yep. is the United States. The Europa Basketball League, though, Whoa. is the greatest environment in professional basketball. This video hit the internet yesterday, and I had no clue. No, I know the European psychos for soccer. They're called hooligans. Right. They have flares. I actually went to a game over there as a child whenever I was playing soccer overseas. There was a man in a thong bikini with a drum literally two feet from my face. Flares four feet on the other side. People singing and dancing the entire time. Almost had cheeks to cheeks after a big-time goal was scored in the 91st minute of said soccer game. But how they treat basketball, I think, makes sense whenever you start thinking about who's at the top of the food chain currently for pumping out great basketball players. Look at this environment and listen to these fans getting excited for the first professional game in... I believe this was... Was it Turkey? Turkey, Turkey I believe. Turkey. Yeah. Turkey listen flags. To listen to this. Shattering to start the new Turkish Airlines EuroLeague season. Man. Basketball? Basketball! Uh-huh. There is not a soul who isn't shaking. Man. They are testing out the foundations of the Stark <laughs> Arena. Do we know that they took soccer to basketball? I did not know that. That is awesome. We need to go to a game.
Do you remember Jokic talking there about this last year? I believe someone asked him, like, are you ready? Are you mentally prepared for what the, you know, playing on the road against the Lakers at Crip <laughs> Staples Center, whatever the hell it's called? And so, uh, Jokic basically said, like, hey, brother, I played in Serbia. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen what it's like. Players. That's not just Turkey. No. That, that is damn near every single country. I, I mean, Luca. there are clips of him playing for Real Madrid. You can go back and look at those. They're crazy in Spain. They're obviously crazy in Turkey. Crazy also in Latvia. It's, it's absurd how popular it is over there. That is what America is missing. Because yes. people go crazy at NFL games and college football games, yeah, of course, crazy, especially yeah. here in Texas. Now, granted, there are a lot of whites that get into fights and get knocked out. And drunk I'm, whites. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that there are some drunk Serbs or you know, Turkish people who probably get into fights as well. But that's what we need. Could you imagine how much better the NBA Finals would be oh. if they were doing that in Denver against whether it be the Celtics or the Heat or whoever the hell it was? Like college football atmospheres are the closest thing we have to the hooligans in Europe. Bingo. I believe that is yes. it's true. It's passion. It feels like your entire family is being represented and you're fighting for. And the reason why those soccer teams in Europe have such an incredible loyalty fan base is because it's literally like, this is our this is our town. Yes. Like, this is all we have. This is what we are supporting. If we are reading the documentaries properly yeah. that we watch, we obviously didn't grow up over there. So you have a real loyalty to that because this is your town. College is the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The NFL, you would think it's the case, but they almost get priced out. A little yeah. bit. A little yeah. bit priced out, AJ. And that's something that needs to be remembered, I think, as we move into this suites in the stadium era mm-hmm. where everybody's trying to get like the most amount of money possible. Let's up the internet as high as we can. Let's make these seats comfortable. And let's make sure it's like a hangout. And I can understand that. And that might draw a certain atmosphere. But what you're potentially pushing out is something ever resembling that, which needs to be every single sporting event that happens of all time yes. would be amazing, AJ. I mean, so if they watch or they come to a game here, these people that go and obviously that place looks like an outdoor stadium, but it's an indoor yeah. basketball arena. They're yeah. making it look like a stadium. They, do they probably hate us as Americans and think that we just are not passionate at all about sports? I do wonder the fanhood judgment that comes from them. Anyways, hey, mad respect. You guys yeah. are doing great. Keep doing it. Yeah. Speaking of respect, the Miami Dolphins said, you know what, Chase Claypool, we can work here. Yeah. Chase Claypool, who is most recently with the Chicago Bears, who went 0-10 with the Chicago Bears, 170-some yards, I believe, in his entire stint with the Chicago Bears, after leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he had a remarkable rookie campaign, where he was going on people's heads, and we learned of the nickname Mapletron, and we thought this guy was going to be the next guy to take over the wide receiver position. He and Ben Roethlisberger on third and longs, big deep ball touchdowns, became an instant classic, an instant sensation. And then we don't know what the hell happened. No, it was kind of all. It went a completely different direction. We think he's a nice guy. We think he's a, he's a good guy, and he just started to not work at all in Pittsburgh. So much so they trade him to Chicago. Chicago celebrates because they think they got a number one wide receiver. We got the rookie Chase Claypool in, and he gets. And we don't know no. what the hell happened. It, it did not. It did not work. He's big enough. Yeah. He's strong enough. What? He's fast enough. What? He's handsome enough. What? I think he, we've seen him catch a football before. Yes. So he can catch a football. Just for some reason, it has not worked as of recent history for him. Him going to McDaniel's offense. Mm-hmm. That'll probably script some things for him to get the ball in his hands mm-hmm. and be able to do some stuff. Do you think it works with him in Miami? Or do we need to just think that Chase Claypool is... 
Houston as an NFL player. I think if it, if it can work anywhere, it can work in Miami. Now, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I think McDaniel, they would not have signed him if they didn't have some kind of role that they were planning on using him in. I think you a good point there. Maybe early on, I don't know if he's going to be dressing right away. I don't know when he's going to be in the lineup. Give him a few balls early, a little, little bubble screen, a little, little quick slant, something to get him going to get him ingratiated with the team. And I think as well with Tyreek Hill and all the stars they have on that offense, they're not going to let him go and take plays off and, and do stuff, you know, some of the stuff that we saw going on in Chicago when they show him loafing on certain plays. I think he's going to – maybe it's a little bit of a wake-up call too. Like, hey, this is my third team already. I'm on the Dolphins. I have a chance to win a ring here. I better get it going. The one potential thing that offense is missing is because I think Tyreek, Waddle, Berrios, they're all under six foot. They're, they might not all be under 5'11". Yeah. They're missing a big body. They got rid of Gusecki to uh, New England. So they are missing the big body. And athletically, he has it all. Like, that was never a question. I think the problem that happened was he spent too much time with Juju and TikTok and stuff like that. Well, he didn't get into fashion and TikTok, which we were happy about. Find your happiness. That's right. Do everything Uh like that. We hope Chase Claypool is able to find a McDaniel. um, I believe we have a quote here. Yeah. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel and Chase Claypool. You guys want me to say it? He's fast. McDaniel and Claypool's work ethic will give him a chance to show who he is and sees better than hears. Expectations are crystal clear. They talk to Claypool, who wants to change narrative. So I don't want to, you know, try to lump this together too much, but like Baker Mayfield, for instance, mm-hmm. great success in Cleveland. Yeah. Wins a playoff, playoff. game. Yeah. Right. Does it? Something happens. We have no idea. We're going to ask him here yeah. in about 15 minutes, mm-hmm. actually, like what he thinks and did he feel whenever it kind of fell apart, seemingly, with Cleveland. So much so, he ends up at Carolina. One reason or another, can't get on the field because they had so many other quarterbacks. Then he goes to L.A. and just out of nowhere, he's all the way back. Doesn't stick around in L.A. because they're committed to Matthew Stafford. They are going to go on to draft Stetson Bennett. But he signs to Tampa an agreement to compete with Kyle Trask. And now he's re He's all the way back. Yeah. This is his fourth team. Yeah. Chase Claypool, this will be his third team. There's a chance that you do find a point where you go, no more of this. I'm going to take over this thing. I'm going to change what everybody's saying about me. Baker was able to do it. Numerous other people have been able to do it. I guess Chase Claypool certainly has his best opportunity to do that right now. And I think we all hope that he does because when he's playing good, mm. it's electrifying football when he's going on people's heads every single weekend. Well, and I think the expectations part is big too. Like, obviously, the expectations in terms of like, hey, you got to play hard. You can't be out there loafing on blocks when we're throwing bubbles your way. And like, that is your job. But also, he's not the number one. He's not the number two. Like he, in terms of where their weapons rank on the uh, on the offense, like you, he, he doesn't need to do more than Tyreek or Waddle or oh. even Achan now. Like so, if he can just kind of create a little niche spot for himself, I'm sure that's a lot easier too. When it's not going into every game, like hey, I'm not getting balls anyway. Yeah. But also, I'm the expectation is that I need to have 10 catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, a lot of pressure off. The offense is good. It's his uh, second time getting traded, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. At this point, only up Yep. And whenever it comes to the conversation. And what is success for him in Miami, you know? Three, 300 yards? It's not like he's coming in there <laughs> like Ty said. Uh, he just had 180 in 10 games. I don't think they're having him come in like, hey, we need you to catch 50 balls this year. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us early, what an honor this is. Came out here as soon as he opened his. Yeah. Yeah. 
Love that, pal. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys got it. Hey, listen. You know this one. Yeah. Come on. Okay, so yeah. thank you for joining us. Oh, wait. There was a little bit of Hey, this is awesome. This is great. So you grew up in Texas, obviously. Yeah, in Austin. Hated Oklahoma? No, I hated Texas. Hold on, we don't know if this is on. Is this thing on? Good? Yeah, good? There. I yeah. hated Texas. What? Really? <laughs> Whole life? Grew up in their backyard, yeah. My, uh, my dad introduced me to a lot of the coaches on Switzer staff. So growing up, I used to go to OU games all the time and just right in the... Right in the enemy town down there in Austin. I love everything about that. Feels like that's a part of your uh, attitude, though, and personality. Oh, yeah. uh, bye week times a perfect with the rivalry. How pumped are you to be here? We're pumped here. Hey, yeah. I'm you, excited. Right? Yeah, we're pumped here. Yeah, big fan of the show, but this this couldn't have worked out any better. Your guest picker tomorrow too on game day? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are we gonna see you on a mega cast too? I think so. Oh whoa. my God! Yes. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, I'm happy this is happening, and let's start talking about your life right now. Okay. How happy are you that it is working the way it's working in Tampa Bay? I mean, we'll dive into a bunch because we've yeah. obviously followed from afar and we're big fans of yours. But how happy are you about life right now as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback? I'm loving it. I mean, I think that's an understatement, but it's it's a great organization. The people are great. Uh, they know how to win. They, they know that it's all about winning. So it, I'm having fun again. I was telling people, it kind of reminds me back at Oklahoma. It's just get the best guys in the field, all about football, no BS, and let's just get after it. Let's talk about the BS, okay? <laughs> so let's talk about that. So we, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Town grew up in yep. Pittsburgh, so we very much understand the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, oh, rivalry, yeah. okay? Whenever you're born, growing up, you hate Cleveland. I assume it's the same way in Cleveland, I didn't grow up there, but in Pittsburgh, you hate the city, yep. you hate the team. When the Cleveland Browns left, everybody in Pittsburgh laughed in Cleveland's face, did not feel bad. Browns come back, same situation. So for you to be the Cleveland Browns quarterback that is able to win a playoff game in Pittsburgh against the Steelers, so not only go to the playoffs, win a playoff game against the Steelers, it felt like at that moment we were all like, well, football gods just said, hey, this guy's going to be in Cleveland forever. Yep. This is the Browns guy. This is his moment. And then just a couple years later, you're to the Panthers, and then you're to the Rams, and yep. now you're the Bucks. Did you feel a moment in time, you don't have to say exactly when it was, where you knew maybe this wasn't going to be my forever home? And what was it from the outside looking in? We're very confused by it all. Just want to let you know that. I think I'm still confused too. <laughs> yeah, okay. Makes sense. Uh, no, I, I think towards the end there, you know, I played 2021 with a pretty much torn apart shoulder. And I was excited to be, you know, get the surgery, get healthy, and, and get another shot to try and get back to that 2020 form. Um, but it, that wasn't their plan, and I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason. Now, the roller coaster I went on after that was a little bit nuts for me. But, uh, it gave me a good perspective, you know, being in Carolina, trying to be a good mentor to a couple guys and, and just a different perspective on it, take a step back, be a good leader, and then also at the same time, then going to L.A., it was like, all right, looking at each other, i got a five-game season here, let's make the most of it and pad the resume. Yeah, well, let's pad the resume quickly because the only thing we – we just lost corn dog paper. Oh, no. Yeah. Corn dog paper going around to Texas State Fair. I think there's going to be a lot of that, but we are sorry that we contributed to that. Um, Baker, let's talk about Sean McVay as soon as you get there because Thursday night was like a quick turnaround yeah. and you were out there just dealing, dealing. It was awesome. I'm, I'm sure you felt very good in that moment when it was happening. Sean McVay talked about how smart you were. 
okay? Then Jason Light was just on a podcast the other day with Pete Schrager, yep. and he said he's a very, very, two, very, very smart guy. Now, we've seen the videos of you at college. I've had a couple of those as well. Listen, <laughs> if we're gonna judge that, that's gonna happen. But why do you think that was never talked about for you? And when you hear that, is that like legitimize anything that you have felt about your football game for a while? Um, I, I, to me, it's like, a, I love having a big personality outside of the football game. Like when my meetings are locked in, like anybody that's ever worked with me, been in the meeting room, they know how serious I take it. But the best part about football is the relationships, is the camaraderie, messing with guys, having fun while doing it. And so I just think that was, that was what everybody wanted to attach my personality to. But that's, that's all right, because they don't get to work with me either. Well, that personality is also leading to you, I guess, becoming a fan favorite in the locker room already. Jason Light talked about how you hang out with everybody on the team. Have you always been that type of leader? Did you have to go through some shit at Cleveland to become this guy? Uh, no, I've, I've been doing that for a while. I was doing that in college, and, and that's just, you get to know your teammates, you fight for each other. As you guys know, it just it takes so much more than just one guy doing their job. And so uh, the, the more you can do, the more you can show support for your guys outside of the facility, uh, and the better. So. It's just, it's the greatest team sport for a reason. You're just football dude, huh? That's I'm a football dude. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all day. AJ has a question for you. I see you got a little tat on your wrist that says, believe in yourself. Yep. Just, when did you get that, and did you ever not believe in yourself? Because we talk about it a lot. We had Troy Aikman on here and said, Baker's playing best when he has all of his moxie and he's having fun and you're competitive yep. and that fire that we like to watch. I got this um, in 2019, so right after rookie year, um, and just going through some stuff there in Cleveland and, and there was always a lot of pressure but you know trying to navigate it myself and I, I think I learned a lot of valuable lessons but um, there were definitely doubts there were there were time periods where I was second guessing it was like all right this is a lot harder than I thought this isn't college anymore so um, just a good reminder for me to see it and then it has the BU in bold a little Ooh, bit it's yeah. just a little subtle Whoa. thing so just a little, uh, yeah, character thing for me. Hey, those types of moments, though, make you who you are. Do you feel like to get to this point you had to have all that stuff, or is there a couple of situations you go, you know, I could do without those. But like, <laughs> There's the person, a lot of those I could do without. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amen. But the person you are right now seems to be the best quarterback you've ever been in Tampa in this situation. I feel the same way. I think, you know, all the mistakes and things that I've gone through, um, a lot of them self-inflicted, but there are opportunities to learn and grow from it. And so just making the most of this opportunity with, with the guys down in Tampa, and, and I'm loving it. And it's not it's not fake. It's hot as hell down there. Yeah. Oh, oh, you just accept God. that you're going to sweat when you walk outside. <laughs> yeah, but you're it's from miserable. Texas. You're used to this shit. But it's so humid, though. It's a different type of heat. It is. Mm. It's thick, yeah. as they say. Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Baker, you didn't say it because you're a professional, but I'll say it. That place stinks. Uh, just so just so. What we get place? That. Cleveland. Ah, oh, Tony. <laughs> Steelers fan, yeah. Come on. Nice Cleveland. But how nice is it when you, when you go to Tampa and you automatically, and then you just have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the outside? Like, was that like... When you got there, you're like, "Holy shit, these two are awesome!" Or? Yeah, I mean that was that was a big deciding factor <laughs> exactly. for me. <laughs> I mean, those, those guys are studs, man. Um, that two of the best to ever do it. And just seeing them in person, they're so much fun to watch. The work ethic, I mean, the talent speaks for itself. But seeing how meticulous they are about their craft, it's it's fun to watch. Jason Light said that the, you were flirting with them. Did you see that? Yeah, he said that it felt like you also wanted to be a Buccaneer throughout the entire process. Yeah. Is that true? And are Mike Evans and Godwin a big part of the reason why? And yeah. how many other places were you thinking? Um, ultimately, it was a pretty easy decision. I mean, it was. It came down to them uh, and just a couple others, but really it oh, was a couple others. Oh, you're about Ooh, to say. Oh, I want to let that one slip. 
but it it came down to no one I mean they didn't have the best year last year but they were so banged up so many injuries and I just knew they had a great young core but also the veteran leadership that was still going to be there um, the key pieces that you need to win and so it, w- it was an easy decision for me. Bowles is a dog. Ty has a question for you. Yeah Baker you talked about like the, the young core and all the playmakers on the outside but going into this year the narrative was hey this is the Saints division and if it's not the Saints division you know it's the the, the Panthers just drafted the number one like no one was talking about you guys which is, is kind of crazy because like you mentioned I mean you lose Tom Brady so you understand some of that yeah. but was there a point during either camp or like early on where you're like that's bullshit like we have a team that can go win this division this year yeah I mean early on during OTAs and stuff when we were competing with each other I, I think I started to realize the talent that we really had and then mandatory minicamp came around and it was my first time seeing Levante David play in person oh. how he's shooting the gaps I was like shit <laughs> we're gonna be pretty damn good so uh, it was it, it happened pretty quickly hey let's i'm gonna read some stats about you to you okay. <laughs> here we go this should be fun oh god there's been a I lot of, hey, there's been a lot of terrible shit said about you by people in microphones so let me read some good ones Is that good? i appreciate it I appreciate no problem it. i was actually on the set for one of the biggest did you see the rex ryan and me interaction I did. Okay. Right. I appreciate you. Hey, no problem at all. But do you? When? At what point did you have to stop listening to all that noise? Um, a couple of years ago. It, got it was probably tough, though, man. I assume as a human, which you are, you yeah, seem to be an actual human. It's human nature. And from somebody that wants to make sure everybody in the locker room, we're all on the same page, we're, we're headed towards the same thing, to see the outside narrative start to bleed into the building and affect the relationships that I was having personally, um, that was the worst part, so I had to just stay away from it. Bum, yeah, I assume that bummed you out, though. Yeah, that's not fun. No, it's not. When you're having a, I guess, people are second-guessing your character, who you are as a person inside the locker room, that's that's never fun. Tough, tough. I, the way you've responded here, and it didn't lose your confidence. Hey, I like to cut of your jib. Big. I like to cut of your jib. Okay, here's some stats on Baker Mayfield this year. Leads the NFL in third down passer rating, 140.7. Money yeah. down. Pretty good. Money down, what, 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 is, what is about the, honestly, third down, you're always money. What is that, especially this year? What are you doing different? You know what? It's obviously you want to get the first down, but there's been a lot of the plays on third down so far that just get it in our guys' hands, let them make a play. So it's, it's just taking care of the ball and put us in good position because knowing we have the defense we do, as long as we take care of the ball, we're going to be pretty dang good. Did you know this offense coming in? How long was that period? Um, so it's it's really similar to the L.A. one. So I had my first little look at it uh, in those five <laughs> games. But, uh, yeah, Dave Canales is doing an incredible job with the install and getting everybody on the same page. What is it? Lingo? Term? Plays? What's the problem? What's it, Do you use flashcards? How do you operate? Um, it, the guys that have seen me work, I'm a kind of a nut job. I highlight everything. Different colors mean different things. I take notes. I have, I have my iPad that I take notes on, but I like to I like to write it down and read it, reread it. Yeah, I think when you write it, you remember. For yep, game day, sure. for game day, I got to do because I mean I've pissed off enough schools at this point. But a lot of these schools, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't like. I've had to learn so much about so many people yeah. and like so many names from so many different places, schools that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And then I I got to learn about the players on their team, and it's like, and I would like to show respect to college football though, because that's what you know game day is. So I had to like figure, I, this is the most amount of work I've ever done in my life, school included. So what I've learned is like writing though, and then I remember myself yeah. writing it. But it, that's a long time. You're, that's a, that takes a lot of shit. You're in, 
You're a film junkie? Is that what you are? I, yeah, I love film. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a certain amount where I think guys are just Yeah, but nobody says games. you're invested and smart. No. That is a, no. That guy's drunk and crazy. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? You still have a good time or no? Oh, yeah. I'm having so much fun. Yeah. Now. I appreciate that. Here's another one. Uh, leads all qualified passers. So we don't know what qualifications are. But qualified passers in passer rating under pressure, 116.0. Okay. You're not 6'4". So allegedly, <laughs> no. pressure should be a problem for you, right? Isn't yeah. that sort of the thing? Yeah. Why do you think under pressure you know? Because you know what they're doing? A little bit of that, and then I, uh, you know, I keep crediting our defense, but practicing against them in training camp, I mean, Todd, Todd's bringing a ton of different blitz looks, and so it was, it was a bunch of reaction time, and it was honestly training for me, not just learning the offense, but where were my answers throughout that? So it was, it was kind of a thrown right in the fire during training camp. These guys say they love you out there. You feel that, Oklahoma? Still, you I love, love them. I you love live them. in Oklahoma? You go back to Oklahoma? Where? I actually live in Austin. No, oh, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you got to walk around town and just throw these down every once in a while. <laughs> Gets the people going. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. They actually tried to make a rule against it, didn't they? At some point. Yeah, yeah they yeah. did. NCAA. Personal so foul. It was a fly. That's yeah. so soft. Buddy, soft? You have no idea. You have no idea how soft. You have no idea how soft college football it can be. You mean you can't grab your crotch to an opposing sideline anymore? <laughs> that, <laughs> that was awesome. That's nuts, man. Right, let's awesome. talk about that. You just black out out there? Do you have these things prepared? What happens? Uh, that's definitely one of those blackout moments. Yeah, yeah. just kind of in the zone. You don't yeah. regret it, do you? No. Go ahead. Uh, the flag in the turf. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm the flag. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey. I've said multiple times, if you come into somebody's house and you beat them, you can do whatever you want. So I understand. <laughs> I get it. Believe Appreciate it. it. Yeah, did, no, you got that prepared? No. That was, uh, I went down to where our band was, and somebody's like, hey, take the flag. So I started waving around. And so I was going to run around the whole field. I got to about that 200-meter mark. Was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Made it straight towards the middle of the field. 400 meters a long way. Yeah, I don't know how people do that. Well, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yep. You cut that thing right there. I need that hypotenuse angle, man. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Boom. Very, very smart, that's Jason right. Light said. Ty has a question for you, Baker. Oh, I'm sorry. Connor has a question for yeah, you. Yeah, Baker, you mentioned Carolina and how it was kind of like a mentor process and you were helping other younger guys out. But also, you know, you and Sam Darnold's same draft yeah. class, kind of went through very similar things. Yeah. Were there conversations between you two like, boy, that did not go how we thought it was going to go? Or was it more so just like, a, hey, we there's plenty of time in both of our careers to kind of yeah. turn this around? Yeah, there was uh, there was definitely that anchorman moment. Like, well, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just, no, and the best part was is we had had very similar stories, like you mentioned, having a bunch of different coaches, having to go through different systems. And... I loved getting to work with Sam. Incredible guy, incredibly smart too, and so talented. So the, the challenges that we would have in practice, like just pushing each other, it was it was a great thing for both of us. Hey, you uh, you and Odell friends? We're good now. Okay. How does that? I didn't even know if I wanted to ask that, just because I don't want to put you in an awkward position. Because you're mm -hmm. thrown into bye week. Yeah. Got game day tomorrow. Feeling right? good. Yeah. You know the whole thing. We got great things going on. You're at your best ever. So I, that was the little hesitancy as I was thinking. No, we're good now. That's and that's part of me growing as a person. I think normally I would hold a lot of grudges, uh, but no, we're good. We squashed that. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Still chit chat. He's. Him going to Baltimore, big news. Yeah. You going to Tampa, mm -hmm. big news. Still continuing to do it. Happy you two are getting along. Yeah, me too. Yeah, anything you do off the field, what do you do, golf? I try to. Good? Swing too hard. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lefty, so I get up there and oh, yeah. right there arm, I turn too quick. I don't know, it's, it's just bad. Were you a baseball player growing up? I was. Supposed to be a baseball player, like professional? Um, yes and no. I, I didn't 
I love football so much. It feels so like much. all you Texas dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. those two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going to be a pros, though, it feels like. Yeah, and I, I stopped playing club baseball going into high school just because Texas high school football was so serious. So it was like we had to do seven-on-seven seven in the summer, had to do all this if you really wanted to play. And so I, I chose – I mean, I played baseball through high school, but I just didn't do it uh, like the normal guys do. You're um, – that high school football down here, real deal, huh? Oh, yeah. We've yeah. only seen uh, Varsity Blues. Yeah, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. So we don't really know, but it's it's real shit down it's, here. It's the, I mean, it's huge. I mean, we would play – so I went to Lake Travis. We would play Westlake before we were in the same district. We played them at UT Stadium. And we had 45,000 people there for an opening game of high school football. Damn. Hey, that helps you, though, doesn't it? You know what oh, you yeah. think? Yeah. Like, whenever you go to the big moment, obviously, you've been doing this since you're, what, 15, 16 yeah. years old. That's real. It's Yeah, it gets you prepared because there's nothing like that. And then we were we were good enough. I mean, we had five state championships in a row, and every year you're going to Cowboy Stadium to play, and they fill that stadium up. And so it's it's incredible. It, it really does prepare you. Do you all, that fired that pigskin board, uh, mm-hmm. as children keep in touch with each other, do you have one big group text? Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot recently, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, they're very happy I'm on this show right now. I'll just say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Texas High School Football. The and, boys uh, back on. Shout out to everybody. Hey, what, is, uh, what does tonight look like? What are we doing? Uh, what does the rest of the weekend, aside from work, look like? You know what? I had a couple little things. I handed out some chicken at Raising Canes yesterday. Nice. Okay, so are you with them? I had a one-off deal with them yesterday. So does but everybody? I, that, 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 we have a question. <laughs> yeah. We've kind of watched this. Seems like they have. A, seems like they have a deal with literally every human on earth. It's good chicken. I've heard this. It's amazing thing. <laughs> you had a deal with raising cake. Good deal. Yeah, it was Let's good. I appreciate it. Yeah. And then this morning, uh, I think I caught more people off guard. I was hanging, handing out uh, gas gift cards at a quick trip. Oh. Just a random gas station. I'm just a man of the people. This guy's working at the gas station this morning. Then he's joining us. Then he's on game day tomorrow as the guest picker. Can't wait to see what your record is there. Feels like it's going to be great because this is your great year. You're currently sitting at your career best marks in overall passer rating at 101.5. Pretty good. Which we don't know what that one goes to, but you're over 100. (laughs) Over 100. Triple digits. And your completion percentage right now, 69.6%. Always been accurate. That's always been a thing? Yeah. It's something I take pride in. Yeah, just being a good decision maker too and just giving guys a chance yeah in high school though you used to be able to put it in a keyhole yeah i couldn't I'll tell you what though you asked about baseball i couldn't throw a strike though i couldn't pitch but i can put a football anywhere you want <laughs> well it's good it ended up working out there's a lot of those like baseball it. guys that sit on buses for seven years traveling oh, yeah. around yeah. for years and years now you're in tampa bay as the guy playing your best football hey bake have an incredible weekend buddy and we hope that your Oklahoma team does well for you. We hope that uh-huh. happens for you. Yeah. That's right. I can't wait to see who you pick tomorrow. <laughs> what you, hey, what do you think about your team? What do you think about Oklahoma? I'm excited. Um, you know, last year obviously wasn't a good year for them. They lost so many guys in transfer portal, but Venables is a dog. I mean, he, he's got that defense playing with their hair on fire, and that's, that's the best way he knows how to do it, and our offense can score on anybody. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to the matchup of our offensive group against their defense because – I don't think either has seen the competition that they're about to see tomorrow. Yeah, it's a big one. Connor yeah. got one. Yeah, with the defense you just mentioned, does Lincoln Riley just hate everybody who plays defense <laughs> and he only goes and recruits offense? Or how does that work? Because USC, obviously, they can score 50, but they can also let up 50 pretty easily as well. Yeah, um, I guess I guess the main point is he tries to score more points than everybody, okay. but he doesn't make it easy on himself. No. Hey, you mentioned that transfer portal. You transferred, obviously, had yep. great success before it was this big deal. Yep. What do you think about the current state of college football and how it feels like there's parity right now more than ever? Yeah, I, 
I don't love it, to be honest with you. I don't love it. I, okay, old school. I think, But I think it's fair, though. I mean, coaches can get up and move whenever they want. So I think it just, I think it's a good opportunity for guys that, you know, say they missed on a recruit. All you have to do now is just treat them poorly and they'll transfer. So it's a good opportunity for kids to get out there and have a, you know, a better place. Oh, I didn't even think about just utilizing the transfer portal as an open up of a scholarship, too. Yep. Hey, yeah, 6 a.m. workout for who? You. Just you. All right. Extra cardio for who? Yeah. You. All right. Let's go, right? You want That trade portal is available. All right, Baker, enjoy the hell out of your weekend. Thank Appreciate you for stopping it. by. Congrats on Raising Cane. Yep. Yeah. And the gas station. Why? And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? And this sick bracelet right here. I appreciate that. Sweet. Hey, nice. little, how long you been uh, bracelet wear? Got a bunch of diamonds in it. Uh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's, uh, that's about five years. Pretty cool. Really? Really. Necklace guy? Got a necklace on, yeah. Me too. Got a, got a little shine. Look at that. Oh, 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 oh. Jeez Louise. <laughs> guy's a professional quarterback. Big Bills. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Oklahoma legend, Heisman winner, Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback. What a story. Hey, yeah. good story. Unreal. Great good story. story. Especially today. Today's NFL, people are all over the place. I checked, he wasn't even rocked up either. What's that? Huh? Who's that? Baker. Baker. He, he wasn't even going six midnight. Yeah, not a lot of motion on the show, though, Tony. What's that? Uh, the motion, people going back and forth. Yeah, he was, uh, Baker, I enjoyed, as soon as he like stepped on the stage, Horns down to these people. Yeah, yeah. that was sweet. Yeah. As, soon, as soon as he, I mean, as soon as he can make eye contact with one person yep. wearing yep. a Texas anything, <laughs> the horns immediately went down. Yep. And then he knew he was going to be in it. But then we started talking about real stuff in there. Him and Odell, good again, huh? That's good to hear. And he even said, like, hey, that's a part of him maturing, like not yeah. uh, not holding grudges. That's a big deal. I think really that's is. a huge deal for him. And I didn't know that until this conversation. I might not have been keeping up, but I'm happy for Odell too that they both can move on because I assume Odell sort of uh, felt a certain way, and maybe he was thinking about it. I don't know. But anytime people can squash a little something and remove the negativity, I enjoy that. It feels like Baker's life's fine. Wonder if him and Senior are okay. OBS. Well, OBS. Uh, it may a, be a different story. He's a video it. editor. That guy was able to put some things together that really painted a picture of Baker Mayfield that I think a lot of people were like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. what the hell's going on? And then Odell leaves, and then Baker's out of the building, and then Stefanski's at the NFL meeting, and he's, oh, dapping up yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. It's like, well, Stefanski and Odell must be friends. And So what the hell's going on? And now we just learned squashed beef, Baker's living best life, Tampa Bay Buccaneers got the guy that everybody was hoping for mm -hmm. when he was drafted to the Cleveland Browns in the NFL draft. Yeah, and OBS, hey, look, I understand that you're son and you did what you had to do for your boy, but here we are a few years later. Use those editing skills, brother. Go make a Baker Mayfield highlight tape <laughs> of him in Tampa slinging the pill, and then, you know, bygones can be bygones. I enjoy that Baker's playing his best football. Yeah. Zeke sent me over some stats there. He's third down, best in the league, best passer rating he's had. Woo. You just get to another place. You're a little bit more mature. You've seen how things have gone, whatever. You've handled things a certain way before. 
You've seen what different buildings look like, what leaders in every building potentially look and act like, because leaders operate in a different way in different fashions. Situations are situational. Some people are big time talkers, right? And they have good words and they're able to back it up. Some people aren't big talkers, but they'll show you exactly how to do everything if you pay attention. So Baker getting to learn from so many different folks and coaches, staff. What if he's... What if? Absolutely. What if with Mike Evans and Godwin mm-hmm. and a defense that has superstars yeah. on it, what if at the Tampa he completely flips this entire thing around? Well, and I know we're still early, but you look at the NFC South as of right now, like they are head and shoulders the best team in that division. Like I don't even think it's particularly close. Like, yeah, we know Atlanta has an unbelievable run game, but they still have questions at quarterback. New Orleans hasn't looked great early, and obviously Carolina, I mean, they, they're kind of a shit show right now. But – who would have thought that going into this year that, hey, the, the Buccaneers are looking like they're one of the, the five best teams in the NFL. No one gave them a chance. People laughed when you mentioned, well, you know, Baker's down in Tampa. That you, they can make some noise, and people are like, oh, okay. They, like, they didn't take it serious, I think, before the season. Yeah, and I love that he's spinning it. He's more accurate than ever, more confident than ever, and he's going to be down here in Dallas, Texas, all weekend. All right, AJ, let's make our pick, shall we? Oh, let's yeah. make our here we pick. Go. Here we go, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to look at the entire NFL slate as we cook here in Dallas. Uh, it is kind of uh, reasonable, though. It's I will right. say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. the sun at one point was shining directly yeah. on us. Tomorrow's Ooh. supposed to be. It has moved. Tomorrow's supposed awesome. to be a cold front. Beautiful. It's supposed to be like 70 degrees. It should be a perfect day, not only to survive, but for some football. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. As both Oklahoma and Texas are at the top of their games for the first time since 2009. It should be electrifying in here, but they got to get rid of that cricket infestation. Yeah. Wow. There's crickets all over that stadium on the inside, on the bleacher seats. You're sitting on crickets in there. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Somebody needs to come in there and suck them up. Somebody needs to come suck suck them up. Seven million crickets. You got to suck them up. I'm not going to suck them up, but somebody needs to get one of the big back ends and start sucking them up. The crickets in there, listen, they might not be able to make more sign than the boomer sooner and the Texas fight thing, but they will certainly make it uncomfortable for everybody. (laughs) They are not a fun thing to sit in there everywhere. Gross. These crickets are all over the walls. Yeah. What do you think? Suck all them up. Well, That's almost impossible suck to suck them up. Who are you gonna call? No, we're at the suck buster. <laughs> yeah, that is. You're gonna you're gonna grab a vacuum. Yep. And you're gonna suck them all up before tomorrow because the Cotton Bowl, right. which the Cotton Bowl, we we've learned oh, some yeah. things about the Cotton Bowl, was founded by. Uh, I believe his name uh, is Jay oh, Curtis no. oh. Sanders. <laughs> I knew I had that name in this brain. I'll never forget it forever. I mean, well, he's a king of Texas. Jay Curtis didn't say, "Hey, in 2023, when Texas and Oklahoma are all the way back." I want crickets not getting sucked up in my cotton ball. Oh, okay. it's, it's an Art Deco building. Crickets love Art Deco. That's another fun fact about them. It is Art Deco. Simple solution, okay? We're at the Texas State Fair. Everything's bigger down in Texas. Boom. You can't tell me they don't have a big-ass tent that we can drape over the entire stadium. You get an exterminator, come in here, throw a couple bug bombs down, yep. you let this thing breathe overnight, boom, Ass they're ready murder. to go. Exactly. Oh, oh yeah. You still got to suck up the dead crickets, though. You do have to suck Somebody's got to yeah. suck them up. It's more fun, though. Uh, let's suck up a little bit to uh, our records in picking games this year. Ooh, okay. Okay, let's lift them up, actually. Let's, let's not that. suck them up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to pick all the NFL games. Mm-hmm. Let's go to London, England, 9.30 a.m. We assume that thing says Jaguars, Bills. Bills favored by five and a half in London. Jacksonville has stayed in London all week, so they're used to the time zone and the air over there. A.J., who do you like? What do you like? I mean, it's tough to pick against the Bills right now with how their offense is playing, what their defense is able to do. 
But give me the Jacksonville Jags, plus five and a half, staying there for a week and kind of making that place home. Oh. Connor, is Jackson DeVille jumping off of that top of that stadium? Yes, I do believe he is, and I don't think he's in his mas- mascot fit. Pat, I believe he is in his thong that we saw oh. last year. Cheeks at for the London people. I do like the fact that he has different costumes for each game, yep. mm-hmm. and his cheeks out last year certainly offended some people. Yes. But the Bills are prepared for all of that. Always. Give me the Bills, minus okay. five and a half in London. Josh Allen's going to want to put on a show. Panthers, Lions, and it's not just the Lions, it's the brand new Lions. Shout out to the crowd there for you, Foxy. They're favored by 10 with Bryce Young on the road. Jeez. Why are these why are these giant spreads always happening? Because the Panthers they, stink. And yeah. the Lions are really good. Yeah. The lows and the highs. Give me Lions minus 10. Me as well. Frank Reich is starting to do the Ron Rivera thing. Yep. Yeah. He's saying the inside thoughts yep. with an outside voice. We need to keep those inside voices. Even if Coach Reich is saying something that a lot of coaches have potentially thought in their past. You do not need to be saying as the play caller, head coach, right. and everything. I called a play for Adam Thielen, and he wasn't on the field. So. <laughs> I had to burn a timeout. I got to be better about that. I thought it was going to Thielen. Like, that's not good. Like, I'm sure people have thought that before. Certainly it happens probably every week for a coach who has some sort of mess up that they know about. But just keep that one inside mm-hmm. and uh, give me the Lions. Yeah, okay. give me the Ten Lions. Points. Ten points. Texans, Falcons, one and a half, A.J. Hawk. So this one, we had C.J. Stroud on the show, what, yesterday? Yes. Very impressive. He's playing, obviously, remarkable at the quarterback position. Give me the Houston Texans, their underdogs, at plus one and a half on the road against Atlanta. We actually have uh, Houston Texans jerseys in the crowd front row. They've been here the entire time. Literally been here the entire time. Early. I think we have the, yeah, there it is. Well, they were celebrating for that guy. He was getting booed. Now he's not getting booed on TV. It's even better. Uh, <laughs> shout out to him, Houston Texans fans. They should be fans of the Houston Texans because CJ Stroud, the guy that was on our show yesterday, I love him. Yes. Give me the yeah. Houston Texans until further notice in my eyes. Even though Atlanta Falcons coach Artie Smith, we love as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, did not yes. take the bye after the London game. I don't know if you guys did that when you were playing or no? We did not take the bye either. Okay. We won the next week though, which okay. is good news. I don't know if that really means anything with modern transportation but who knows what modern transportation is anyways these days titans colts i got the colts aj you have the titans what's your deal wow wow what's your deal why do you gotta be like that i guess i'm a homer to, to the titans and, and mike Vrabel. even though what the titans are favorites yeah on yeah. the road so they shouldn't be i think they it should be the they. other way around you should give me two and a half that, that's not how this works right. i will get Two and a half points at home with Anthony Richardson. Raven Steelers, very, very... Ravens minus four and a half for me. Wow. AJ. Ravens minus uh, 13 and a half for me. Whoa. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers plus okay. four and a half. There you go. Strictly, and there's terrible talent there, I do believe. Yeah. Steelers fans are everywhere. Steelers fans are literally yeah. everywhere. Uh, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers just strictly because Cam Hayward said... Uh, Hey, Pat, stop. stop. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Really? That's what he said. Yeah. Cam Hayward actually said, uh, hey, Pat, hey, Pat McAfee. Uh, yeah. Love you. That's but... enough. No yeah. more of that. Love you. No, it was overaction Monday, but. but none of that. And that guy's head, this big. Gigantic. Pick the human up that I've seen on, on our particular team. He's 300 and some pounds. And just, yeah. He's very strong, man. Dumped yeah. him. Don't want to be don't want to be on strong man's bad side. No, 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 no. So I like to let strong man, big head, know that I was accurate in what I was saying. But you still have time <laughs> and turn it around. I understand. I understand what you're saying. I just, give me the Steelers plus four and a half, just because rivalry game. Giants, Dolphins, oh. 11 and a half point spread down there in Miami. 
I mean, 11 and a half points seems like a gigantic amount in the NFL especially, but still, give me the Miami Dolphins minus 11 and a half. I will take the Dolphins as well. Yeah. And Wink got no sleep for no reason. Uh, Saints at the Patriots. Mm. One point. Dogs at home. Bill Belichick. It's the dawning of a new day, Connor. Yeah, this is a prototypical game. They're going to win this one, and then I don't know how long it's going to be till the next win. But, yeah, the Saints, they should take care of business. Okay. AJ, what do you like? You know what? I'm going to have to go with Con Man on this one. I was kind of waffling back and forth. It's basically a pick em, But, yeah, give me Patriots plus one. I wanted to be the one that picks the Patriots here. I know. I wanted to be the guy. I know. Jimmy Graham's your friend. Yeah. yeah. He is. Very much so. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah. Patriots. He's a great pilot. Flies helicopters, you airplanes. You can pick the Saints if you want. I absolutely could pick the Saints. You're right. But Just I will them. stick with the Patriots. All right, I'm picking the Patriots as Come well. Come on. I believe in Bill Belichick at this stage still, even though everybody's telling me I should not. Even Patriots fans are saying that. Yep. Eagles, Rams, four and a half point. Dogs at home and so far, A.J. Hawk. I mean, I hate picking against the Eagles on anything, but I, I have some faith in the Rams and what they can do, especially Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup is back and healthy. Episodes yes. of the podcast will be released soon, correct? What, Absolutely. Nine and Dime. Nine and Dime. That's right. Give Is there two that. podcasts for Stafford now? What's that? He's doing two podcasts now? Who? Stafford? No, he he's not on the other one. His wife Cowards. has one. Yeah, he's not on the other one. I thought he was. No, what are she's you talking about? What are you doing? She talks wife. about him. thought he was doing, on Tone? with Kelly. Kelly Stafford. As a guest one time. Just real quick, though. Kelly Stafford's a great lady. Yeah. Fo- yes. Foxy. Foxy, do you Agreed. have a microphone back there? I don't know if Foxy has a microphone in the truck. Foxy and I got to meet Kelly Stafford at a wedding. She's fantastic. That's She's true. awesome, guys. Thank you, Foxy. No, 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 Foxy. Foxy Staff- Stafford family, awesome. Awesome. They were very cool, very nice people, down to earth. And she has a podcast that's very successful. I know. Yeah, but you just said it's his. It's no, not no, his. No, no, no. I what thought you- he was on her podcast. Oh, he was a guest at yeah, yeah, and yeah. sometimes not even a guest. She'll just talk about the stuff they talk oh, about. Oh, and that's where we hear yeah. about. Oh. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when Kelly and Mark Consuelo step down, that Kelly and Matt Stafford should host that show. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, like his body mouth though. I don't know if that'll True. fly. On he him. says the f word. He well, does. he say the f word on nine and dime. He better. If he doesn't, he's a fugaze. Well, we don't say it for two hours. So. Never. That's a good point. That's yeah, kind of right in our face right there. Uh, I will take the Eagles minus okay. four and a half in right. Los Angeles. Okay. How about you, A.J. Hall? I'm taking the L.A. Rams plus four and a half at what home. What am I thinking? Give me the Rams. I just saw Why? them last week. I just saw them last week. They're yeah, good. Matthew Stafford. Eagles really are incredible. very good. I agree, but they're so are the Rams. They All beat right. the Colts. Colts aren't easy to beat. I mean, okay. that's, of course. Bengals, Cardinals, three-point dogs at home in Arizona. I mean, do the Bengals put it together finally, do we think? You, you tell me. You tell me. Oh, Joe, actually, you know what? Joe Burrow said he feels as good as he has felt in a long time. Bengals, minus three for me. This feels like the time that the Bengals put it together. This feels like the time they do it, where, you know, everything is getting bad. Mm-hmm. And everything we know about Joey Burrow is Joey Burrow answers. Give me the Bengals, even though I love Joshua Dobbs. Chiefs, Vikings, three and a half point dogs at home. Love Harrison Smith, love the Minnesota Vikings, everything they have. Give me the Chiefs minus three and a half. Is that not a weird line? Chiefs versus a one and four, one and three. Three three. Why is it not higher? Because of this thing. It's because of this thing. Do they know something though that we don't know? Yep. The books? Because of this thing. Skull. I don't think anybody Skull. Oh, we're getting them? Skull. No, is anybody doing it? Skull. No, that's not their thing. That's not their thing. Neither of our schools do that. Stop with the shit, is what they said. Yeah, that's what they said. I respect it. So I think Minnesota, tough spot uh, to play. And uh, Kirk Cousins has played okay. I don't know. Three and a half does feel I think it opened like five and a half, and it's going that way. So what's that mean? That means uh, what's his face? But all right, give me uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, they just haven't haven't covered. I'm assuming that's. Got about a minute left here. Give me the Chiefs. Who do you like, AJ? I like the Broncos. 
Chiefs Vikings. <laughs> I already is, picked the Chiefs. Okay, Jets Vikings or Jets Broncos, Broncos. two and a half. Broncos. Give me, Broncos. Give me the. Let's ride. It's a hacker game. Give me the. Give me the Broncos. Okay. Uh, Cowboys Niners three and a half. I'll take Niners. I will take the Niners as well. We'll pick Monday night on Monday. We appreciate you all so much for tuning in here on ESPN, live from the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas, with a massive weekend in store here at the Texas State Fair. From Connor, Ty, Diggs, A.J. Hawk. A.J. Hawk. And I... We can't thank you enough for tuning in. The boys in the back, you guys crushed it. We'll continue on YouTube on the other side. Cheers. That was awesome. All right, we're off. Reese coming. We're off on. Uh, we're off on the ESPN. You guys did great. Thanks for not saying the F word. Hey, thanks for not saying the F word. Yeah. We tried. Hey, we tried our best to get you guys as coaches on everything like that, but everybody's traveling today too here because it's a neutral site. Yeah. So we apologize for not delivering there, but we will let you know. You guys were fantastic out here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. It was hot there for a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't think they were gonna make it. Back. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, Oh, keep I going. Was, that was a boomer chant. That would, then they got Texas taken over yeah. by the yeah. Texas oh. uh, chant. Okay, we just did our picks there early because uh, Reese Davis is coming on, mm -hmm. and I feel like our college football chat on the other side of this break is going to be yeah. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Now, Reese, you know, Kirk Herbstreit's obviously been sitting at the edge of the desk for 28 years. Reese has been doing, I think, nine years for football. This dude is a calculator. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Like a machine. And, like, every... I'll say something in like the breakfast uh, before the show, yeah. and I'll say a guy's name, and he'll be like, hey, just so you know, and he'll change it on instead of and. Like, oh, okay. Thank you. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is awesome. But that'll be like some player on a Power 5 school's running back who's maybe filling in for a backup running back, like could potentially yep. pop up for a conversation we're having about something, and he's like, hey, just... So you just so you don't get attacked by our people, it's and not on. Like I like hug him. I'm like, <laughs> bro, you have no idea. So much. Thank you. He's like that with everything, and uh, I'm very very grateful for his friendship and that he's coming on. Let's take a break. We'll be back in about five minutes or so. I've not gone to the bathroom. Nope. No, 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 no. So this last uh, thirty minutes or so, it has certainly been a a little bit of a dance. Yeah, yeah. a little yeah, bit of a dance. Didn't want to have to. You know, in the middle of a conversation with Baker. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Baker. Or make our pitch. Business. I pulled it off. Let's great. go take a break. On the other side, Reese Davis. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. Take five. five. weekend tomorrow more specifically in that cotton bowl right over there Woo. as texas and oklahoma have their red river 
rivalry, which used to be called the Red River Shootout, which is a much better name, but they changed that <laughs> in 2005. It's a long-storied game, and we're lucky to be here. The Toxic Table's here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. The man who's won a college football national championship. Boy. A Super Bowl championship. Boy. He's a Ryder Cup winner. Boy. A COVID survivor. Boy. A father of 10. Boy. The current president of Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk is here. Hey, Appreciate it. And a man who... That's quite a babyface pop there for old A.J. Hawk down here in the great state of Texas. Everything is bigger, and our show just got much bigger in the intelligence realm of talk entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't need an introduction because his face and voice are so synonymous with college sports. You hear him whenever you go to sleep. You hear him when you wake up, and it sounds just as delightful the first time as it does the last time. Ladies and gentlemen, host of College Game Days, Reese David. Hey, great, great to be with you guys, man. This is a great scene. Yeah, it is a great scene. Yeah. So this is my first time with Game Day being here. Uh, last year we did not go, and I wasn't with you before then. When you you've been here before, mm -hmm. right? I assume it's fourth time. Okay, fourth time. is it always this bananas? We just we've been doing the show. Random humans just walking through the back, <laughs> almost getting hit in the head with the basketball and the fans chanting and then the beer and then everybody has a stake in the game. It's a beautiful thing, this rivalry down here. It was gonna be like, they were telling me earlier, it'd be like almost a quarter of a million people here in the in Fair Park tomorrow. Damn. Most of them won't have tickets. Obviously, there'll be screens set up different places. They'll be watching the game and eating all this crazy food. And it, it's a scene out here, I'm telling you. It's, it's a lot of fun. Speaking of crazy food, your neighborhood favorites can be delivered. With our presenting <laughs> no. sponsor. That's right. Of this particular hour. DoorDash. Yeah, DoorDash. Woo. Save now with the Dash Pass. I believe you get a free month whenever they pop up that scanny thing. You go ahead and scan it. Shout out to DoorDash. But Reese, whenever you talk about college atmospheres, you've done this for basketball. You've done this for football. We've gotten a chance to experience it. Me for the last year and a half. These boys for the last like five weeks or so. College football, college basketball is our closest to soccer hooligans. Mm -hmm. Everywhere we go, it's bananas. Is this just what your life has been and always is? And is there any places that are a little bit above the rest? I grew up on this, Pat, so I love it, and I think there's nothing like it. I would say that Saturday night in Baton Rouge, when LSU's really good, okay. and as much as the Texas people won't like this, if A&M's good, that's a, that's a pretty wacky place, too. <laughs> yeah. That's a great spot. But I, the, the reason I love this is because the stadium split 50-50. You have the battle line with burnt orange on one side, crimson and cream the other, and somebody lives and dies with every play. And that's sort of nostalgic. There used to be a lot of games like this in the sport. Very few now. In fact, this is really the only one. Okay, so let's talk about the future of college football because this is something that's being talked about as being lost from college football as we go forward with the realignment and conference stuff like that. They will still be able to make it work, right? Isn't this still all about money, you know? No, at yeah. the end of the day, they're Come making on. deals for money. Rivalry games are great for the sport. We would want those around forever. That has to be the case, right? I think so. I mean, I've been encouraged to hear that Washington and Washington State are going to play. Oregon and Oregon State are going to play. Oklahoma is not going to play Oklahoma State, but that's more because they're being petty and mad at each other. Because oh, Oklahoma I like that, leaving. too. Yeah. I like that. But, you know, 
you'll get Texas and Texas A&M back, and I'm sure the SEC is really smart. They're going to have these guys play every year, so we're not going to lose this. Yeah, I think there's a lot of gloom and doom thoughts from some people about the future of college football. I think it's going to be all good. As long as you keep having situations and moments that happen every single week, people are going to watch, and if Mm -hmm. people watch, people are going to be loyal to their teams. The college fan bases have been awesome. I've been getting buried by one of them right now. (laughs) Boy, they hate me, these people. And I understand uh, why now I've been listening. I've gotten a lot of their messages and I've been able to cipher through what they're, they're mad about, mm-hmm. they think they're going to disappear after this whole thing happens. I had no idea that was even a thought. How is, that a, how is a team like Washington State or Oregon State right now, in your opinion, as a guy who's in college football, how are we in a, a situation where they have no idea what they're going to do next? Why doesn't like a Big 12 just be like... Yes, we will take two great football teams right now because that's what a lot of decisions are being made off of anyways. Or like a Big Ten or Ace, anybody. Yeah. Why wouldn't that happen? I think it's about creating inventory. Um, what kind of value do you bring in terms of number of eyeballs that will come to the set? And historically, those two teams haven't done that as much. I know there's some data out there that shows when these teams are good. People watch. They watch good teams. I agree with you about the Big 12. I think that would be a good fit for them. Perfect. Uh, the, also, with if they were to come together with the Mountain West, that could elevate the entire conference. The problem with that is going to be revenue and you know what type of media deal they could swing as a result of it. It's going to be a step back for both of them. They're not going to make the same amount of money, even though they were already behind the ultra elites, the Big Tens, the SECs, with the Pac-12. Well, I'm bummed out. I do not like that. I just assumed, hey, football is on a rise. Your team's good. Everybody's getting deals. Players are getting deals. The whole Utah team just got trucks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep. You would assume that they'd be able to get a deal, especially with how their teams are. So whenever that became the message, I was like, I didn't even think about that being an outcome, them not even having it. And then I guess it's a reality, even though seemingly that feels like an impossible thing. I think you might have said it a couple of weeks ago. If you look at the Pac-12 right now and all of the great teams, how did... How did they not agree to a deal? That's yeah, what how, how did dumb. that not but get then, done? Then people say that yeah. we're ESPN, so like we are the ones negotiating this deal. It's like that is what I was getting attacked for too for saying what I said on a platform that was a part of the whole thing. And it's like, buddy, okay, yeah, I am the one negotiating a deal. I guess you could see that because they feel like they've been attacked, but also like, well, we're well, just talking. I'm just like, we're just. You know, you attacked Lee and Kirk. Like, I'm just... Mm-hmm. Just up for your guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't... Uh, you know what I mean? And, it, and a lot of that was on, on the president Washington of the university. Washington Post yeah. wrote an article yeah. about come this. Come Washington, I'm like, come on, man. I'm So I'm going to be an ally of theirs. I would like to let them know from this point forward. And I would love to see them in the Big 12 so that West Virginia could smack you in your soft mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I want you in the Big 12. But I want you in the Big 12. Because they're good. Yes. And their fans are passionate. They have... I have felt their fans. Yeah. They are a passionate bunch. Any conference would want that, and I think Oregon State has the same. Tone has a question for you, Reese. Yeah, Reese, I feel like this year is, is different than the last few years, handful of years, where it was Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama. It feels like this year there's going to be a lot of good teams left out of that top four. I mean, I feel like if there's a one-loss Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, they could get left out. There's a one-loss Pac-12, they could get left out. There's If Texas and Oklahoma, they, they both have one loss. Florida State. Bama. How do you think it's going to be like, Bama, one loss. Um, 
how do you feel about this season as, as a whole, like as far as more teams being in it? And then is this the perfect time where we're going from four to 12 because of all these teams and, and parity coming where next year all these teams would be in and that would be awesome too? Yeah, there, there will be really good teams left out yeah. this year because I think in past years there's been a gulf, yeah. not just a gap, but a gulf between Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson most years, Georgia, and everybody else. Everybody else has been a pretty significant step back. Whoever you deem as the best teams this year, at least I, I don't think there's this big step down. And so I think you have probably a eight to 12 teams who are kind of all together and it's gonna come down to which game do you lose? Do you lose badly? Do you get knocked out of your conference championship? Michigan's a great example. I think Michigan is a team that can win the national championship. But if Michigan has one loss, and it happens to be to Penn State or Ohio State, and they don't go to the Big Ten championship game, and they're not a conference champion, they're not going because they, their schedule's not good enough. What about Notre, Notre Dame, one loss? If, if they went out, they, they're going to beat USC. They have other top, they have Clemson left on their schedule. Will they get in? If they run the table, they have a shot. Um, but they're, they're on thin yeah. ice right now, yeah. I think. It would come down to whether you think they're one of the yeah. four best teams. So whenever, like right now, you hear Kirby Smart came out and said there's people saying the SEC doesn't have depth or something like that, pretty much telling you come down here. Like that yeah. was kind of the message. Like, yeah, the SEC is still the SEC. Uh, Saban said the same thing. Is this all potential posturing for the end of the season whenever there's going to be humans making this decision? And with that being said, the humans making the decisions, this year is going to be the hardest year by far, right? Seemingly. Setting up to be the hardest year by far. If it, if it So many people mad. There's going to be yeah. so <laughs> many teams mad with yep. so many fan bases mad at the end of this year. It feels like with where I, we're headed. I, I think you're absolutely right. Most years, maybe there's a fan base that's mad. Maybe they have a beef. But it's one. Maybe. Maybe 2014 there were two. Maybe. This year there could be a bunch. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of reasons for it. I actually, I do think the SEC is posturing, and I do think the SEC is down Whoa. compared Ooh. to what it's been. Oh. It doesn't mean they're not good. Hey, we it, talk to Saban every week. Yeah, easy. <laughs> he, I'm on the team. Give me a scholarship. Yeah. But I saw that. Got the jersey. I'm got scholarship. scholarship. No NIL deal, though. I didn't yeah. ask for it. Which they can take joke, care of you. Which was a great joke by Saban. Everybody's yeah. just oh, kind of yeah. still got it. They're saying he's an old man. He's mad about the yeah. NIL. No, complete opposite. Yeah. He was just making a joke. Yeah. About we it. saw what he you was. You know this. Nick is about. Nick is about winning football games, and to do that, you got to have great players. He told a great – when he got the Alabama job, he asked the guy who hired him, Mal Moore, the late Mal Moore, he said, do you think you've hired the best football coach in the country? And Mal said, I do. And Nick said, well, no, you didn't. But you hired the best recruiter in the country. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so he knows – get the players. The NIL does that. AJ, your question for Reese. Reese, I'm question about you. If you weren't doing this job, what would you do? We talk about all the time how you're like a, an encyclopedia brainiac. You remember – like your recall is off you're the charts. very impressive, bro. What do you think you'd be doing? Uh, getting fired from some other job for paying too much attention to college football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. I, I don't know, AJ. Sometimes the good Lord works in a way where he has you do something because it's – Anything else you'd probably be a failure at. So uh, I can't imagine doing anything else. I have the best job in TV, except for you guys. Uh, see, being around your show, you guys may have my job beat right now, but until then, nobody was close. We're having a pretty good time. Yeah. We're having yeah. a pretty good time. We will not have the staying power that you do. No <laughs> We will be a fan. We know that. But let's talk about that. You've been so successful for so long on TV, and uh, I think a lot of people potentially thought that, um, I don't know, 
People were intrigued on how you would feel about me as a human, I think. I, I, I think that was something that people, as I was signing up for game day, because of, you know, you and then how I operate and everything like that, you've been so hospitable to me. You have been, like, one of the coolest humans to encounter. I want to let you know that. Guy out of Alabama, okay? <laughs> right? Born and raised Alabama. Raised, yeah. One, one born, born in Chicago, went to Alabama. But then you got that accent. I did. Now yeah. you sound amazing. <laughs> one to Alabama, do this whole thing. Got kids that go through like the most accomplished schools in the Northeast, have this incredible career built on professionalism and being, and then I show up in a tank top <laughs> and start talking the way that I talk. You could have very easily just shooed me out of this whole thing, and you didn't. So I want to let you know I very much appreciate you. I, I think you already know this, and I, I've said this in an interview. This is a true story. You came to South Dakota State, right? Yes, that was your first time on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot of great things happen at urinals, right? <laughs> so Herb Street and I are going to catch a plane. We're standing at the John before we leave, and I said, we got to have that guy on the show all the time. Oh, man, did you? A absolutely. Ask Kirk. I mean, and he was like, 100%. Man. Took a little while, but I, I was glad we got it done. Well, I appreciate you guys yeah. working that, yeah. making that happen. Well, I don't think we had anything to do with it. Just know that we were, uh, we were certainly in support of it. Well, Reese, that needs to happen more too. I think you have a little bit more say than you think you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I think you do. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Reese, just to reiterate what Pat said, we're fucking idiots, and you, you're cool <laughs> to us. So, very much appreciate that. That's at Southern Hospitality, but you have been doing it for a while. Pat mentioned a ninth, tenth year doing game day has this year or the years in the past been different we have mentioned college football this year feels like it's the best year that they've had in a long time not only you know the parody but also it just feels like anybody can get it this year do, do you have that sense as well is it different than previous years I think it is because it felt like a foregone conclusion some years that as long as the teams at the top didn't trip up that we knew what it was going to look like in the playoff everybody feels like they have a chance like even we were at duke last week duke yeah and they were hey, we uh, get by notre duke. dame here we're gonna you know get to that acc championship game knock off florida state and we've got a chance so i yeah i think that makes it different it sort of energizes everybody oh yeah reese i puked at duke last week that's crazy yep that's absolutely bananas but you had no voice i didn't and then you went on to call the game the entire game impressive and like your voice always I don't want to say glorious, but pretty glorious voice, especially to hear in the morning. For you to, what, you woke up and you just had a little bit of uh, something? It had, been, it had been coming on for a few days, and the bad thing was I felt great, except I couldn't make the normal sounds yeah. that Did I was making. you use any of that spray or anything? I, I've got, I had spray, I had copious amounts of tea. Uh, Trish made all kinds of this fancy tea to try to, you know, cut through and get the voice. I drank so much water, I thought I was going to float away. <laughs> Anti-inflammatories, you name it. I was doing everything trying to get through that what game. Are, what do those singers do, AJ? Don't the singers just get like shot, a shot? Cortisone shots directly right in, in, like, right in their neck. Yeah. Yeah, I think you so. I didn't know about that. You told me about well, That's what I'm saying. I heard these yeah. stories yeah. because game day has introduced me to a lot of southern folks. Believe it or not, I didn't have a lot of Southern friends when uh, before game day started. Like other than Peyton? Yeah, bingo. Bingo. Yeah. That's literally, yeah, that's, that's the only one right there. But, like, I, I got a chance now to meet a bunch of these country musicians and stuff. And they're all so cool and love football. And then you start hearing, like, their stories after having, like, a couple beers about, oh, there's this one night, I, you know. And it's like, oh, this is like their injury because your voice is literally your... This is your whole tool. Yeah. And if you lose your voice, you're done for a weekend. And yeah. a weekend is like three shows, mm -hmm. which there's a lot of people employed through the whole thing. Yeah, I think there's just a shot right to the neck that people do. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, though, 
nothing. It's like kind of tortoise situation for your neck. So if you would have asked me after I puked, I would have gave it to you. <laughs> I, I was so desperate about 12.05 after game day, knowing I had the game coming. If you'd had that needle, I'd said, right there, pal. Tone has a question for you, Reese. Yeah, I do. I think you have a vote in the AP, right? Do you, uh, vo- do you vote in the AP pool? I do. Okay. Yeah. Holy hell, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm a terrible teammate. Beast. Yeah. So... I, I was looking at the top five, okay? So you have Georgia and Michigan up front. They have not played anybody. Michigan didn't look great early, but they've come on. Georgia, they've kind of played with their food, basically, here to start the year. And then you have Texas, who has a great win. Florida State has a great win. Ohio State has a great win. How do you judge that as a voter going forward? Do you care about the great wins, or do you go, hey, Georgia's won back-to-back national championships. If they don't falter, they're going to be number one. How does that work for you? I don't care at all about that Okay. About from Georgia's standpoint, because I think so many different guys that you can't really evaluate it that way. You, it is fair to evaluate what you think of their talent, and it's a mixture of art and science. I have Florida State number one, okay. uh, because I, I have Michigan number one in the preseason. I still think they might be the best team, but they're down a little bit right now because they haven't played anybody. Correct. And Florida State has two great wins, and Texas has a great win. I mean, I'll, I'll, if Texas wins Saturday, I will seriously consider putting them at number one. Washington wins next week. Washington wins next week. I think they merit consideration number one, too. Okay. Hey, so how does that work? You got to do that on Monday or Tuesday? How's the voting process go for you? When do you have to have it in by? Uh, Sunday. The deadline varies. It's usually in the neighborhood of Sunday at noon. You're smoking a cigar. You're sitting in in your library or something like that. Got a fireplace in the back. You're pacing back and forth like it's a beautiful mind. How how does that come together? I, I start with start with kind of a blank slate i will then they have this each thing. week you're starting with a blank yeah slate? i mean i not Jeez, not race. all the way to the beginning Jeez. but i look when i say that i look at what i voted last week okay smart because you don't want to over penalize or over reward especially as you get deeper into the season like if if some team like you said georgia playing with their food if georgia does that in you know november against some team and they've had a couple of big games yeah i will forgive that but if you do it early, I'm probably going to tweak you a little bit for it because now I don't know what you are. You got happiness in so yeah. many cities in the palm of your hand. <laughs> yeah. You know that? And anger. You know, I'm, the thing is, they make you go one, two, three, four, five, even if you think, like I do, that five and one are kind of the same. But they don't let you vote them straight across. So all the people on X Twitter or whatever we're supposed to call it, they think that if you vote somebody five instead of one, that you think five sucks, you know, compared to one. Well, in comparison, it does. Hey, right now, race right behind you. I don't know. A couple ponies have showed up. Whoa. Police on horse. That's Chief Eric and the boys. Picture with the jocks man on the far left. He's the chief. Weapon. Yeah, I was uh to go to the back. Yeah, far left. That's chief right there. Hey, hell yeah, Bob. That's Appreciate awesome. you. Very nice meeting you, chief. The boys obviously can make those ponies dance, can't they? They got these mm-hmm. sons of bitches going sideways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right over here. Seawalk. These things are sidewalking this entire thing. <laughs> hey, we appreciate your service. Oh, yeah. I will say those Clodsdales. They bring a little different feeling than the Budweiser ones because whenever those <laughs> ones are walking behind you, you hear them. One of oh, yeah. those things snorted at me. Chiefs, uh, I, think really? the, I think the horse's name is Uh-oh. Cash, I think is the name. Cash is the name of the horse, yeah. Huh. Cash gave me a... 
You know, I was in front. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Trying to take a picture with a couple good people out there. Uh, we appreciate them. So normally they're downtown Dallas. Ah. You know, just kind of doing it. Yeah. But for the state fair, the largest Hell state yeah. fair in the country, bigger than Iowa's. Well, not better, but bigger for sure. Whoa. I thought right. you said this was better than uh, Iowa's earlier. I said I was considering it. And uh, I've kind of done the loop a couple times here. We'll see. Hey, there's still time. There's still time. But. The Iowa State Fair is a sight to behold. Hey, don't they throw hay bales over a bar or something like that on Iowa State Goddamn Fair? Goddamn right they do. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that? Uh, no. Personally, this no. guy oh. has never done any of that. He loves John Deere's, too. I do. Uh, I, I'll I tell do. you what, if it's not a John Deere, I don't want to hear it. That's right. Don't want to see it. What part of uh, Iowa are you from? Waterloo. That's familiar. Somebody else is from there. Who? No, no, yeah. no. John Wayne got nowhere you're going. John, John Wayne Gacy is from <laughs> Illinois. Yes, he may have lived in Waterloo for a short period of time, and he may have been voted Waterloo JC's Man of the Year in the He's late 1960s. Yep. Do you know who John Wayne Gacy is? I, I do, yes. He's a Man of the Year in Waterloo. <laughs> yeah, he was a lo- long he time is. ago. There yeah. he is. There he is. And again, right you know, that's, that's the part that everyone leaves out, okay, is this guy – he ran one of the most profitable KFC franchises in the entire United States. Terrible human. Brought a Worst human of all time. Once he went, I mean, he was always a piece of shit, but he really turned it up when he got to Illinois. And Waterloo, you know, he was, he was kind of a stand-up guy. He's the first human I know and we know from Iowa. I think that we hang out on a regular basis. Now, yep. Pat Anger and I were friends for a long time, so I guess you're not the first person. Shout out, Bettendorf. First person, though, from Waterloo, Iowa, right? So we know Waterloo from the Ty Schmidt family. Here we go. Here we go. Brothers all played for the team. I mean, pretty dialed in. And then this John Wayne Gacy documentary comes out. And once it like four minutes into the doc, it goes, in Waterloo, Iowa, (laughs) this man was voted man of the year or something. And that's been his life now, defending Waterloo. What a beautiful place. I've been defending myself against Wazoo. Have you had any of those moments through your college game day scene that some team or some school has gotten so, I assume not because you're (laughs) super professional and calculated and everything and you're not just talking shit, you know, but have you gotten into it with anybody? It, it happens. I'm trying to th- They were a little bit, Wazoo was a little bit mad at me too because they felt like, because I've spoken so highly of our trip there in 18 and I should have, you know, stood up on the table and defended them. You know, they kind of got what was coming to them right there. But now we're all I mean, bad. just because Coach Corso hurt, those are our guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got it. Yeah, so it was, it was good. But I don't know. I think any time that you pick against a team, Ohio State, gotten oh, mad yeah. at me a lot over oh, yeah. the years. I They're think in, in 17 when they didn't make the playoff and I said I thought it was the right decision, they didn't like that. So, you know, things like that happen. See you, ponies. About 10 horsepower rolling right, out here. Ponies. Get it? Yeah. Man. It's more like 14, I guess. That thing pulled up behind me just... Yeah, you know what I mean? Startle you? Yeah. Absolutely. I had no idea. Kind of a ninja like Clydesdale there. Felt like Gronk moving. Just popped up on me real quick. And then its last two steps were a nice, you know, and then mm-hmm. right at me. Mm-hmm. And then Chief Eric, who is jocked up there, was like, Pat, I wanted to come say hello. And I was like, my guy. Very nice to meet you. Happy that guy's on my side. Yes. Connor has something for you, Reese. Yeah, Reese, there was a uh, recent tweet on X. That's what we've been saying, by the way. You asked us Tweet Twitter. on X? Tweet on X, yeah. Okay. Right, correct? Uh, yeah. And, uh, or, we read tweets on X. There yeah. it is, yes. Okay. Because a post can be on anything. Bingo. But on X, it can be a tweet. Mm-hmm. Boom. 
on there, uh, the BCS rankings were yeah. released. And it was like, if the BCS was still around, this would be the top 25. There were some, you know, Georgia was at 17. I believe number one was Miami. I'm not sure who two, three, and four were. Do you think that system, no matter what, let's just throw it, never, never touch it again? Or do you think there is a world where maybe if, you know, down the road there are teams that do go, you know, undefeated against nobodies, and then in the end they lose, and then they still have to be considered to be that four spot. Do you think there's a situation where the BCS and the college football playoff committee can, you know, coexist together down the road? Or are we done with BCS forever? Leave it to the committee. I I think we'll have the committee forever. In that committee room, they use all of those, maybe not the BCS formula per se, but yeah. they use all of those different metrics there, or I should say they're available to them okay. to use for evaluation. I think that's probably the best way. I've kind of gotten a kick out of people who said, you know, well, there's bias in there. And I was like, well, but you hated the BCS formula, and there's like not oh, really yeah. any bias, and yeah. that was just a formula yeah. to spit out the answer. So I think those formulas are always useful, but I like having, I like having people in the room to mitigate it if, if it Needs to be. Do you feel pressure being the first one to talk to the committee immediately after the playoffs are released? No, I kind of like it, and but I try to be reasonable about it because I don't think there's any, any. It's not necessary to go after Boo Corrigan on October 31st. It's all in how you all, phrase everything. It's yeah, all in how you phrase it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now at the end, the last and Boo and I have talked about this. Who's the chairman of the committee? At the end, there are going to be some questions they're going to have to answer. You know, yeah. there may be tough. And but, from Reese Davis, yeah, they're going to be right down the pipe. <laughs> but like on, on second week in November, it's going to change. There are more games to play. Yeah. You know, so take a chill pill because people, I think people get, get all excited and think they're used to the polls. So like you said earlier, wait until a team loses. You don't have to do that now yeah. with, with this system. Well, we appreciate you stopping by, Reese. Thanks I've for having me. I've been very fortunate to work alongside of you and watch you work every Saturday of the fall for the last two years at this point. The traveling's bananas. The traveling's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do it for basketball, too. I do it, yeah. Basketball is... Uh, it, Post-NFL draft, we stop with the travel, but it kind of it rolls on through. This guy's a rock star on the road. What? Yeah, he's is. living WWE life. Yeah. He literally is on the road every single weekend and has to memorize everything and keep the show on tracks. I am very lucky to be a part of that. Ladies Thanks and gentlemen, Maurice Davis! All right, Reese. Yeah, for our show, we don't like have a break or anything. You just so kind of take off. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you guys, be good. I'm gonna go find a corny dog. Hey. 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 We had them. Oh, they're yeah. probably very cool. They, they took them somewhere. They left. Yeah, and they didn't have any ketchup either. See so. you, Reese. Thank you, buddy. Hey, baby, Reese. Appreciate you, man. Hey, baby, Reese. Reese. Roman's back. Thank you, Roman. Mike Roman. Thank you, buddy. Hey, boy, Mike. Thank you, Mikey. Everybody's been so damn kind to us. Always. Uh, by the ESPN folks, honestly. And I think this is the first week that, like, literally. You know, we worked through it all, both yeah. parties, everybody. It's been nice to be on the road. Neutral site, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think have to, we, next time we do this, have to have guest player from, player coach from show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or alumni. I mean, we had Baker. Yeah, yeah true. Baker. Yeah, we had one. Hey, we learned a lot from Bake today. Dude, yeah, yeah, he was awesome. We did. It was just casual conversation happening in front of like 200 people that are drinking beer since like 11 a.m. Right. right. You know what I mean? So like, kind of felt bad about that. I'm like... I don't want to put anybody to sleep out here, but those are big conversations uh, that I don't think I've heard out of Baker in a while. No. no. Have I heard any of it? Honest, seemed like very like, real. You're like, a big Baker supporter. I have been for a while, yeah. I, have been, I mean, I'd, I think anytime a quarterback 
plays with like his intensity and his passion. It's just fun. Like all the stuff that he even gets in trouble for, I'm a fan of. Like you want your quarterback to be a dude. You want him to be a guy that relates to everybody. And I think Baker is that guy. Yeah, he just oozes moxie. Like him, him yes. walking up with the horns down right away. Yeah, that not was even incredible. on camera. He, knew, yeah, he, he, yeah. he just did it because he wanted to do it. Big to guy. Even see him. Yeah, to, <laughs> to one guy <laughs> down there. Yeah. One person that was probably, you know, chirping him about the Sooners. But even him talking about Odell, I thought that was cool. Like he, him acknowledging that in the past, he probably would have held a grudge and been like, yeah, fuck that guy forever. And now he's at the point where it's, hey, stuff happens. This is a, this, the NFL is a business. A lot of things happen. I thought that was sweet. I was uncomfortable at thinking about asking a question. I'm like, it's tough. You watch it back, you can see my whole body. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you took your time too. I, my whole body was like, ah. Biggest pause wanna, you've ever taken. Do I want to do this right now? Just because like, as I was thinking about asking it, I was like, what if it's not good? Yeah, yeah, yeah fair. And then it's like, oh, now we have to talk about something that's not big weekend for Baker. Right. He's enjoying his best football that he's had, least amount of drama ever. And I'm like, you know what? Excuse me. Let's throw you right back into it from where you were a few years back. And I'm happy they're good. That is good news to hear. I was very worried. I'm happy they're good, too. I'm happy they're out of the city. Uh, he's out of that city, Cleveland. Uh, I don't want to change the subject, but these shots have been staring me in the face for, like, the last 10 minutes. I don't know. Are they fair shots? or Shots are what? Oh. What are they shots are what? Oh, these are the uh, deep-fried fireballs. Deep-fried fireballs? Oh. We just got fireballs? This is what got freeze in it? Shots, shots, shots. So I didn't know State Fair was big booze town, but these guys have been boozing pretty heavily out here. Oh, yeah. yeah. We opened up a tab for them at one of these places. You know, I think everybody got a coupon. Uh, let's go get a beer or two while they were watching the show. They should not have stuck around for as long as they did. Nope. None of them should have. Nope. But I'll tell you what. To you beautiful people that have hung out with us for three hours, here on asphalt in the middle of Dallas, Texas, at the glorious Texas State Fair. Here's to a memory we'll cherish forever. You all are the best. There's a shoey happening. Let's have a great Red River Rivalry Showdown weekend. Cheers to you all. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What? Do you eat the apple? Tastes good. You sh- I thought you get I thought you stopped eating apples. That's an apple? No. <laughs> are we sure this is an apple? Yeah, you're welcome. It's not an apple. This looks like a tater tot. It's not an apple. That yeah. one's been, that one's been, there's so much alcohol. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, you're good. That killed any bacteria. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's a French toast stick. Oh. Yeah. I thought so. You said no, apple. That's definitely not, I never said apple once in my life about that. Oh, that's a deep fried something. These guys have been yelling at me to do a deep fried fireball for a long time. AJ, how about this, AJ? AJ What's up? AJ you want to shoot a couple? Shoot it? Yeah. AJ Let's shoot a couple. Come on, Hawker. Right, heads up, Where's that guy with the cut of the jib sign? That was a good sign. All right, guy with the beard for the brand shirt out here and his lady, both in the army, I believe. I met them both whenever I went to the bathroom out there. They just went horns down. Yikes. Wow. Okay. Yikes. Well, in the house, thousand bucks to them if AJ Hawk and Barry this moonshot at the Cotton Bowl. Come on, Hawker. For the army. Uh, hates the hates military. This guy hates the troops. Guy hates the troops. Sorry uh, about it. We wanted to. If it was up to us. One more for the. One more for the. Oh, heads up, heads up. Great catch. That guy drank six beers today. Yeah. That's an incredible catch, sir. Way to go. I'm very proud of you. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk will attempt his second and final shot for the couple that is in the Army right here. 
If AJ can bury this cotton ball moonshot. AJ AJ Take it. AJ Chance. Long shot. It's a long shot. It's a long shot. We'll get some more. We'll do some more. We'll do some more here in a little bit. We're going to cover some of the news stories that have happened that we haven't talked about in a bit. Jamar Chase was asked after another bad performance from the Cincinnati Bengals offense, what's going on out there and what they need to do? And his response was something along the lines of, I'm always open. Yep. Yep. And I don't want to drop an F-bomb even though we're on YouTube because there are some children back there who don't have earmuffs. Sure. And they're oh, trying to no. enjoy State Fair. And they have no idea that this particular show is even happening. Connor dropped it earlier. We don't need to be rubbing it in these little kids' face. Sure. Right, right. But he said, I'm always fucking open. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's what he said. And he yeah. is. And then he got called into Zach Taylor's office, okay, yeah. after this happens. And normally you uh -huh. get called to the carpet after saying something like that that could be spun in a negative fashion, even though he thinks he was just speaking a matter of fact, which he was. And Zach Taylor said, great interview. That's right. <laughs> Instead of scolding Jamar Chase for the confidence publicly and a little bit of emotion, not being happy about how the offense is, Zach Taylor called him in and said, hey, we need a little bit more of that around mm -hmm. here. I appreciate that out of Zach Taylor, and that leads me to believe that the Bengals are on the right track, I think, Tone Dick. Yeah, I think so, too. And how cool is that? Because I, I know that you'd been pulled into the principal's office a few times after, Fine. after things. Fine! Fine! <laughs> how different is it being in an organization where, like, hey, you're one of our best players. That's fine. That didn't, that didn't hurt anybody. It's actually true, so you're allowed to say, like, how awesome is that versus an organization that would definitely find you? Yeah, and uh, I'm the punter. Uh, he's Jamar Chase, uh -huh. so that's a little bit of a different situation. But it sounds like, you know, I like the way Zach handled this entire situation. And for future free agents, good move. Well, don't you think a lot of times when you're losing as well, I think coaches say, hey, let's get back to having fun, having, having showing that moxie, that, that passion that we have for the game. A lot of times when you're losing, it's not fun. We know that. So I'm sure he wants them to continue to have some confidence and, and do the right thing. He didn't, and Jamar didn't tear any other teammates down. He didn't say, hey, I'm always open and Joe can't throw the ball. Like, he didn't say that at all. He just said, hey, I'm awesome. I would love to have the ball. We'll win more games if I do. I've had the feeling that you have whenever you've been called to the yeah. to the room, sure. even as an adult, you know? It's like, okay. Yeah, why is this happening? All right. I mean, Maybe going to war right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember your name being called over the loudspeaker when you were in fifth grade. I was in fourth grade. You were selling Siggies, and they called you down to the uh, principal's uh -huh. office. Yeah, the old name over the loudspeaker has been <laughs> happening my whole life, believe it or not. So it's always uncomfortable, though, because you never mean to. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. There's no ill intention, and I think that's what Zach Taylor saw out of Jamar Chase. Also, not being clueless in terms of, like, they are losing right now. Like, a lot of people are kind of piling on the Bengals, like, hey, don't need to bring Jamar in and be like, you can't be doing that, okay? And then yeah. make it a bigger story and have that just be another thing that people are talking about with the building on fire in the Bengals. All right, let's, uh, let's chit-chat about the fact <laughs> that we have an opportunity okay. tomorrow mm -hmm. when we're calling this simulcast of this game to change the trajectory of the writer's strike that's right. happening in Hollywood, Whoa. of the college football universe. Right. That's the pressure we need to put on ourselves. Okay. So you know the gimmick idea we had uh, yeah. yes. for tomorrow? Yep. I guess probably going to be frowned upon because that would be potentially promoting a movie where movies right now 
not allowed Ooh. to be promoted I because thought, of the no, writers. I thought it was over. Strike's over. over. Yeah, they, over. they struck a deal. We're good. Yeah, we're good. I, everybody? Yeah, everyone's good. Lots That's up. not what I was potentially informed <laughs> what? of. What? So I, I don't know if it's completely over. What? Yeah, yeah so I don't I know. I was told. I thought they, the agreed to, they agreed to terms. Everybody did. Yeah. I'm saying, let's just keep, let's just look alive okay. tomorrow. Okay. okay. Always. Let's just look alive, because I think we're going to be on the side of that one. Bevo? What? Oh, no. You mean the... Yeah, the talking cattle. Talks? Yep. It's a lot of talk. Actors are on strike still. Writers no longer on strike. Ah, oh. there we go. So we can talk to writers about so it. So we can't promote a movie? So, no, they're because... Shooting, shooting. We want to promote the writers of that movie. Yeah, we're not promoting a movie. The writers. But kind of, we are. Oh, nobody's made it in that hoop. Just want to let... Like, we've kind of been distracted because there's, there's so been humans far. shooting at this hoop. Yeah. And I shot at this thing like 20 times before making it. AJ obviously has gotten close but has not hit it yet. It's a tough shot out here in the yeah. Bay. Pretty far today. I should have had him scoot up. They asked me when to scoot it up earlier. Way further. As I Remember, I was throwing it at first. There's yeah. a baby like back there too standing very close oh, yeah. to that hoop. We would like to let everybody know we are not shooting right now, so if that hits a baby, that is not us. No. Now, granted, when AJ shoots one here in a couple seconds and it hits a baby, that is on us. Yeah. Yes. That's on and, me. Yeah. Okay, you said it publicly. Okay, just Hawk. Okay, right. not on Connor. No, not on me. That's uh, Hawker. Connor, your favorite thing that happened this week in the sports world? Oh, my favorite thing that happened this week in the sports world has definitely got to be J.C. <laughs> Jackson coming home. I mean, look, I, I know... I'm not high on the Patriots, and I want them to go 1-16, and, and I still feel that way. But what we're putting together here for next year, don't look now, but the 2024 Super Bowl champions might be the New England Patriots and starting right now. Sneaky, a lot of movement this week. Yes. J.C. Jackson goes back to New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, old Cuz gets cut from Gr- – Randy, Randy Gregory, Randy Gregory yes. gets cut from the Broncos. Yeah. Chase Claypool goes to the Miami Dolphins. Bingo. A lot of movement happening right now. AJ, they want you to shoot right now. You want now. me to shoot again? Yeah, but I think you should. Yeah, You've got to make one, Hawker. For the people. Ty, you're going to get the best sports news of the week question after yep. AJ Barry says. All right, this guy that made that catch, he's been boozing for all day here in the front. This one's for you, pal. Yep. Thousand bucks if AJ's able to make this moon shot in front of the Cotton Bowl. For What's your name? What's your name? Who? Robert. Matthew. Yeah. Matthew. Matthew. We had a shot for Robert. Robert, two beers ago. Matthew here for a thousand bucks. AJ with a moonshot at the Cotton Bowl. Matthew. Matthew was almost the good luck charm. Two of our balls are now gone to the crowd. That was it. That guy's back over there. Cut of the jib. Excellent chest pass. Good pass. Hold on, is that? Come on, AJ. One more for Matthew here. Just yards in front of the historic Cotton Bowl that has been home to the Doak Walker World Cup. Yeah, Football championship. Yeah, 1967. Yeah, TCU. What? SMU. The Cowboys. And now a $1,000 moonshot from A.J. Hawk for Matthew. Oh, not even close. That's the one. Not even, not even close. From the behind there, didn't even feel it. Hey, hey. tough shot. We'll get another shot. Yep. Another shot. Okay. You're all right. This guy's got a good question, though, for later. Sorry. Yeah, that's where we're getting to. Yep. Uh, that's literally, we're taking a long road home. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Zito is telling me that there is a shoey being poured in the audience and being chugged. 
right now by a man with an incredible flow. Wow. Sir, it is 144 local, 90 (laughs) degrees out there. This guy's chugging beers out of a shoe on asphalt. Mm -hmm. Have a day, pal. Have a a day, pal. Gotta take down all the foam there, too. That's that's kind of the thing. Uh, We are getting updated stats on that particular bro. That is his third shoey (laughs) of the morning. Okay. Okay, Okay. so he's getting after it for sure. Uh, I love that. Uh, The thing that we have not covered today that we need to cover is Bakhtiari. Okay, in Thai. Yeah. I think that's where you were headed here. It was. Okay, so Bakhtiari's story has found an interesting new curve with the way LaFleur's speaking about it. Right. Ty, what have we not covered about Bakhtiari's story this week that we've kind of been leading on for the last few weeks in that whole tale? Well, I think that is is my favorite moment of the week is that finally uh, Matt LaFleur has kind of said what the fans are thinking. And he basically just said, like, yeah, listen, I'm, like, very worried about this. I don't know what the hell's going on. This is three years of this stuff happening, and we have no answers. He looked good against the Bears, and then just now all of a sudden, hey, he's probably going to be out for the season. So just kind of instead of brushing it under the rug and acting like fans are just like, hey, you know, like, this is this is outlandish. You shouldn't be doing this. He's kind of saying the same thing, like, yeah, we don't know what the hell's going on. Like, this is kind of crazy, and now is the point where you can be worried about it. AJ, you think he plays football again? Yeah, I do. I don't have any inside knowledge. That's good. I have no knowledge of that. I'm just saying I don't think he's done. We have a, I believe he has, you know, I think this is, right? Great sign there. Oh, yeah. Check out the cottage kids. That kid's awesome. Great Shout out that kid. I don't know what little cousin's name is, but Garen sign said, I don't care either. Just goes right in front of the child. Packers fans, though, all confused by, you guys are sitting at what, two and two right now? Yeah. Him playing would make you guys much better. Much better. I mean, the line was Swiss cheese, you know, this last week. And, again, the Lions are, are very good. But with all these guys injured, and then, again, the way he looked week one against the Bears, it was like, okay, this guy's going to be healthy. He's going to get back to being what he was a couple years ago. And then right after that, it's like, well, he actually uh, he needs a procedure, and then he needs another procedure, and he's probably going to miss the rest of the year. Tone, favorite thing to happen this week, pal? Uh, Matt Canna told a CBS crew that he stinks at calling plays, and if they get behind in the game, they, they there's no way he can call them back into the game and then he got mad about it when they talked about it so that was my that favorite. did not happen right <laughs> and Matt Kindler said Matt Kindler said that uh they misconstrued my message so oh, that, that it made me said? look like a doofus that's yeah. what he said that's what he said I don't know him to be a truthful person what? whoa 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 because he calls bad plays every once in a while in yeah. your eyes doesn't mean he's a liar we I don't know that I don't know that he's not either well I guess that is true and I would assume the CBS crew is going to come back and say we have a recorded if we want to do this whole thing, so, but he said, yeah, we're not built to come from behind. I think is what the CBS crew indicated, and then he said, I never said that. I, I, I never said that. I, I never said that. that. I never said that. Uh, AJ, hmm. as we wrap up what he said. this Feel Good Friday, come on, October 6th, what about live it? from the Texas State Fair, where I cannot wait to get out and do do with some of these cool uh, dogs, wide. fried Oreos. Wide. And there's some milkshakes. Why? And ice cream. Why? And there's carnival games. Why? And there's a midway. Why? And there's a big ass statue of a Texan up front. Why? With game day tomorrow and then simulcast of the Red River rivalry. AJ, your final thoughts as this man's sign has indicated. Appreciate this, bud. Since the beginning. Yep. Here at the Cotton Bowl. My final thoughts are. Our show as a whole. What do we call this thing up here over, going overhead? The gondola. gondola. We need to ride the gondola first off. Okay. okay. I don't know where it takes you from. 
Point A to one point side B. to the other side. Yep, one side to the other side. And then we might take this the, the biggest uh, Ferris wheel. Is that what we call this thing? Yep. Yeah. In America? Yeah. There's a guy with no legs over there. That's Where? the Midway Barker. Oh, what's his Barker. name? Midway Yard Barker. Barker. Midway Barker. The Jeez. Midway Barker. Did anyone in this crowd know the Midway Barker over here with no legs just entertaining the people? <laughs> They don't know it. I no. guess the deal. No, they don't. What is the deal? No yeah. one knows the Midway funny, Barker. Funny enough. Oh, you know what I'm I thought this was a... Huh? Oh, no. I was told. Wait a that can't be your final I thought for final. sure they were all going to give me a resounding huge cheer for that. They all love the Midway Barker. So, oh, no. Thank you for your final thoughts. But we do, we're not at the final part of the show yet because we got to bring this up. Yeah. What? I was offered the opportunity to potentially do something. He's right. Yeah. See him right there. No legs. About 50 yards out. Holy oh, shit. He's right there. How'd yeah. that guy get Oh, he's in there. Where are his legs? He's talking. What Chris the hell? Chris Angel showed up, took How this How did they not legs? know who he yeah. was? Where'd they put him? Where's the legs? There he is. No legs. We got him. That's, oh that's the Midway Barker right there. So as you go into the Midway, the Midway is where all the uh, action is. For okay. those that don't know the State Fair, that's where the games are. It's where the rides are. Mm -hmm. It's kind of where you want to be. There's obviously food areas as well. And apparently here at Texas State Fair, there's a lot of booze area. Right. There right. Well, yeah. I think that is the big difference I've realized from yes. the Indiana State Fair <laughs> yeah. to the Texas State Fair. A little bit different vibes here on this Feel Good Friday. But yet, uh, I was uh, <laughs> I was potentially, hey, you want to? Is that right? Lifetime. But I, yeah, it's I, right there. We can just go right there. Yeah. The way it was presented to me is that's the mayor <laughs> of Texas State exactly. Fair right there. Oh. It was a parade happening. They didn't know who you were talking about down here. Now, we are kind of the Midway State Park. Uh, yeah. Barker right here yeah. with what this has done. I couldn't even fathom the amount of people that have walked by and just been like, is that the dumbest shit of all time? <laughs> Probably. Final answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. AJ, now is time for your final thoughts. Yep. Once again, I will not be bullied into having final thoughts every time. I appreciate Good this gentleman's time. I appreciate you, buddy. You. AJ. I'm here for you, for this guy right here with his final thoughts uh, poster, but I have no desire to give any final thoughts. I don't have any final thoughts. And that is, uh, that's about, about all I have. So thank you, guys. Thank you for you, buddy. Just thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank you. everybody else. How about Nick Mangold going into the Hall of Fame? That is a good. I was. I told Nick I would absolutely give him a shout out. Nick Mangold going into Ohio State Football Hall of Fame this weekend. Very proud of him. Awesome guy. Awesome player. Malcolm Jenkins, another guy going in as well. Good barbecue. Good guys, Way to go, Malcolm. Yes, Nick's barbecue sauce as well. Very good. Seventy-four. Seventy. Uh, yep. He's in the New York Jets Ring of Honor too. Yep. What a legendary two Centerville guys, right? Yeah. Roommates in college? Roommates in college. He went to the Catholic school. I was public, so we didn't go to high school together, but we knew each other since we were, like, you know, eight years old. That's Your team would beat their team or no? Centerville would It's a great them. question. We didn't play them. Public S always wins. Same division or no? No, nah, we were D1. They were D4. Exactly. So Some states, the private. Oh, yeah. Pretty, yeah, yeah it depends by, state by state, really. Yeah. Northeast. Yeah, I mean, Massachusetts private schools. Where we come yeah. from, you're football right. states. We yeah, public. public. Public, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Pitt, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. Rust well, Belt. Central Catholic had a little bit of a run there for yeah, a bit. Well, there's really good Catholic schools. School. There's really good private schools. And, like, yeah. you know, we all know St. Xavier. Yeah. Don Bosco. Yeah. They're Catholic school. All right. Final <laughs> thoughts. There we go. I'm no another state. I'm asking. I'm asking. That's Final it. thoughts now for the game. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I appreciate this place. I'm honestly, I'm very excited for the game tomorrow. I heard from many people that have been here the split between the two sides. Like it's almost confusing sometimes when there's a big play because one side's going crazy, one side's nothing. So it's kind of a, a different situation. It's very unique. I don't know if I've ever been to a game like this before. That was good. Yeah. Hey, that's what Let's I'm talking go, about. Let's go, AJ. Great. Come there. on. There we go. That was awesome. Kind of 
bullied you into that, but yeah. we appreciate that you said it because you made everybody better. Yep. All right, we're out of here. We can't thank you enough for spending your Friday afternoon with us. To everybody out here, thank you. We got game day tomorrow, then a simulcast, right. and then I'm trying to get back to Indianapolis because there's something going on. Whoa, whoa. Should be a great weekend. Hell got yeah. a great slate of games for college with this one kicking off at noon. Yep. Noon kickoff for Come the Texas-Oklahoma mm. Red River rivalry that we'll be calling. That's going to be beautiful. And then an entire slate. Ohio State's got Maryland. Look out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Real test. Uh-oh. High-flying offense Maryland has. Look out. Good test. Of, good test good with Buckeyes. And then Sunday, a great slate. And then we're back for Overreaction Monday saying things that will inevitably get quoted by players that are in the league telling us to shut up. That's right. Like that's what happened with Cam Hayward <laughs> in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, yeah. I've heard <laughs> now this thing was certainly a part of this week. Certainly. That was a good part of the week. Right? Ari Mirov is reporting that Travis Kelsey has answered to the Mr. Pfizer. Oh. I thought it was pretty good. With the mustache, I looked like someone named Mr. Pfizer. Who knew I'd get into Vax Wars with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, man? Mr. Pfizer against the Johnson & Johnson family over there. Okay. Oh! Good for him. Kelsey says he's a thousand percent comfortable with it. That's good news. Love it. I didn't know if we potentially. Yeah, a little. Made it worse. We don't like being a part of any. No. That's why I like the Washington State stuff. Like, come, you know. Yes. Washington Post wrote about it. Not even that Washington. No, the the other Washington. The DC one. (laughs) District of Columbia. I apologize if that's how you guys. People were saying that. I'm not saying. You don't need to say it. You don't have to say it. But I just want to let you know, like, I don't think you're hopeless. Okay? I think if you have a good football team in this modern day and age, you will find a home. Yep. It's not fair what has happened to Washington State. No. Okay, but like a joke by Lee Corso and then an attack of on a show that showed a lot of love. I was just, hey. Come on. These are my people. Da, da, just in a da. You're a foxhole guy. I'm sure it's over. I'm sure it's over and done. Not yeah, at all. Forever. But I'm on your side from here on out. I want Wazoo yeah. and Oregon State and Big 12. Boom. Oh, yeah. Why not? We Why not? Texas, Oklahoma. Who says Come no? on in. Why not? Who says no? Why not? Colorado already great there. Addition. It'd be easy. And also, I mean, long travel for a couple teams. Yeah. But that's mm. football, baby. That yeah, sorry. That's what it is nowadays. Upgrade technology. Let's make it all happen. But you got an ally in me. Just went from here on out. Because their fans are passionate. Oh, yeah. Perry. And they got a good team. I was in there in the mentions. I guess. Oh, 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 man. Can't even open my app. These people are incredible. I had no idea. And also, I felt a little bad because I don't want less football. We want more football. More football. Amen. And that's what we got all weekend. Have an incredible one. Live from the Cotton Bowl, you are the best. Cheers. Goodbye.